forever. Dog. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the best show, and we're back. Hey ho, best show here on a Tuesday night, and we're gonna do it the way we always do it here. We got a lot for you. Hey, this is Shay Diaz. This cameo is for Kyle. Congrats on that early decision, dude. I just know you're going to kill it at the California Institute of Technology. Yeah, that's right. And tonight we're going to talk about the things you've walked out of movies or concerts or whatever. The number's 2019-201-989-0012. And we have a lot more. We got people swinging by. We got all sorts of stuff tonight on The Best Show. And again... It's a bad show. You know what it is. Play the theme. Hey, this is Chay Diaz. Wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. Yeah! Hey, it's the best show. What are we doing here? Hey ho, the best show. Ready to punch you in the face. Your fi- my fist, your face, baby. That's what we say now. That's the saying for each and every best show. My fist, your face, it's best show time. That's a little aggressive. I don't like that one. Wow. It is July of 2023. And is it hot enough for you? Well, that's because the polar ice caps are melting and the world is going to be at some point very soon. We just heard the poo sticks. From the Formula One Generation album, a record I've bought many times in my life. Radio Ready. It's as good as it gets, man. Poo sticks. It's poo sticks. I tell you, that's where it's at. Some of these songs, this band is one of the best song bands that's ever existed. I'm just going to tell everybody right now. A little history lesson for you. They were a British band. Welsh, actually. They made fun of. Uh, they made fun of everybody. For example, they had songs like on tape, which was them singing about everything. They had all the records on tape. Great song. I know someone who knows someone who knows Alan McGee quite well. Great thing. They did all things, had they were references galore to everything. Then they became the references, and the records were like, you match those things with them. Everybody, oh, Beck, oh, Beastie Boys, you hear all the references. Acoustics recreated them. 
in the chorus of songs. No sampling with them. And I'm not putting sampling down. I love Beastie Boys. I love Beck. But I also love the Poo Sticks. Check out Formula One Generation. Multiple Orgasms, their fake Beach Boys party album. And their first EP is great. Song Heroes and Villains, one of my favorite songs ever. And then the album The Great White Wonder. Boo. Can't touch it. Just like MC Hammer, can't touch it. So it tells you. It is hot out. And we have a great show for you tonight. It's going to be as hot on the... I don't like that metaphor. It's going to be as hot on the best show as is outside. That's what I meant to say. So we have the topic tonight. The things you walked out of. Give me the movies or the TV shows that you walked out of. Let me crack open a ice cold LaCroix. Mmm. What flavor is this? Dish soap? No, it's uh and that coconut tastes like dish soap. Anybody likes a coconut? Mmm. You're on a list. Hey, this is Che Diaz. This cameo's for Kyle. Congrats on that early decision, dude. I just know you're going to kill it at the California Institute of Technology. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Che. Um, 201-989-0012. Let's see what's going on over on the phones. Let's just, let's just start it, guys, right? Let's just jump right in, huh? Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Jesse from Seattle. Jesse from Seattle. How's it going, Jesse? It's going well. Um, I'm just, I'm driving right now. Is the connection okay? Uh, the connection is okay. Awesome. Awesome. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Uh, where are you driving to? I'm on my way to go fishing right now. Uh, I'm headed to the Olympic Peninsula. Um, from Seattle, so it's, it's kind of a haul with traffic, but okay. it's sunny at night, so mm-hmm. no complaints. One thing, maybe you're not aware of this, they sell fish at stores also. You don't have to catch them anymore. <laughs> you're right. You're like dead you, on with that. You go to the, you have stuff to do, you just go to the store, you buy some fish, you don't have to drive seven hours and then be on a rowboat all day hoping you catch something. Do you have a go-to favorite store-bought fish, like a species or kind that you like to buy? Gordons of Gluster. Anything from the Gortons family. <laughs> no, I like That's fish. I don't like a very... I like a light, flaky fish. Mm, but I do like salmon, too. Not light nor flaky. I think I just like fish. Yeah. There's like super oily fish I remember not liking. And I don't like any of this weird. You know what? I don't like eel. Eel I don't like. Eel. It's always in sushi. Oh, it's got the eel sauce on it. I'm okay. No eel sauce for me, please. And then the person next to me goes, well, they'll they'll do double for me then. Double me up on his eel sauce. Put it on my rainbow roll. (laughs) 
yeah, I kind of like the barbecue eel, especially on the sushi. Okay, um, look. To each their own. I don't know. It's unique. It's kind of like... Exactly. Yeah. So why, uh, catfish, how long are you going to be away for? I don't love catfish. I like it. I don't love it. How long are you going to be away for? Um, I think just tonight and tomorrow. I'll head back tomorrow night. Because okay. um, I kind of want to go, speaking of concerts, uh, Tears for Fears are coming to... Shout. The, shout. The Let it all out. Yeah. They don't even play that. I don't think they do. Yeah. Wait, did you see them? I saw them and this is what they did. They came out and they said, who here loves our album? The hurting. (sighs) Who here loves songs from the big chair? (sighs) (laughs) Well, get the F out because we're playing nothing from those. We call this one. We call this one Blues Jam number three. And then they sing a song. It was the cruelest thing. They sang a song, Tears from Fears, and it was Roland Orzabal sang this one. From the point of view of a dumb Tears for Fears fan who was got the blues because Tears for Fears wasn't playing anything from songs from the big chair or the hurting. It was perverse. Oh, no. It was perverse to sing a song about how they're not playing any of those songs tonight from the point of view of a sad fan. And then the final verse of the song, the person goes and asks for a refund and gets beaten to death. Oh, no. Like so it's like a warning. No, it was a warning to any fans to get out of line. And they actually said that. Kurt Smith said, and any of you get out of line. And he talks kind of like... Uh, like Jason Statham now. He's like, right, any of you get out of line, you're going to understand, right? You understood his lyrics, right? Anyone goes for a refund, right? You're going to be picking your two fishes up off the sidewalk, right? Yeah, it was pretty rough. They played 11 hours of blues, and they wouldn't let us leave either. Yeah, nobody was allowed to go. No, we weren't. No, it was like uh, uh, Est. It was like Est. Oh, man. Well, well, okay, well, I mean, this is helpful information on my end, though, because yeah. I was going to rush back to try to see them. I might I might yeah. take a pass. You might want to skip that one. You might want to skip that it kinda one. It kind of sounds like it might be... It kind of sounds like it might be like a an artistic statement that like an ABBA, kind of like the virtual ABBA thing, where it's like, this is a new take on live music. We're going to do blues for 17 hours. ABBA didn't come out. The holograms didn't come out and threaten to punch us out. Uh, if we wanted to hear Dancing Queen. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jesse, yeah. I hope you have a great time fishing. I hope you catch a biggest fish you ever... Hope you catch the uh, the Meg. Oh, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. You have I a great day. Awesome Bye-bye. Man, it's hot out. Wouldn't you agree? Pat? Yes. Wouldn't you agree that it's hot out? I I would, but you know what? We're actually getting a break from the heat here. Mm. We've got a 70-degree night, windows nice. open, nice Look breeze. Look at that. Look at that. You know what I call that is uh, uh, home invasion weather. Exactly. Leave that window open. 
get a cat burglar coming through. Um, what do you think about that, Mike? Yes, sir. Oh, look at that. No, sir. He's calling me sir. He's right on it. <laughs> 700 points. Yeah, we had a ridiculous rain and thunder down here today. Hmm. Really? The thunder yeah, from down, down under. Sheets. You ever see that thunder from down under show? <laughs> no. I missed that one. It's a fun show. Seen the ads. They're all over Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Thunder from down under. I'm going to start hanging out with those dudes. <laughs> um, What do you think about that, Jason? Sir, yes, Look sir. Look as fast as can be. This guy's like freaking lightning itself. That I you you would be shocked at how many people say that about me. Yeah, that I am just like lightning itself. You really are. I am. So, guys, this is the four. Hold on. Hold on. They call it when it's me. I deleted it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when it's me and Pat and Mike <laughs> and Jason, it's called. The Four Horsemen. Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, this mic needs more men. Yeah, there we go. The Four Horsemen theme. That's shorter than it ever has been. <laughs> well, you did like three seconds of it? Fine. <laughs> no, you don't have to keep playing it. Okay, that's good. No, wait. This is my favorite part. Here come the horsemen, four horsemen. Hey, this is Che Diaz. This cameo's for Kyle. Congrats on that early decision, dude. I just know you're going to kill it at the California Institute of Technology. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, horsemen? Congrats, Kyle. Congratulations to Kyle Upton. Um, are you ready for a disclosure, Tom? For a disclosure? For disclosure. It's just disclosure. Now, tomorrow. What is that? What is disclosure? So uh, the nat- there's a National Security Subcommittee um, is going to have a uh, hearing tomorrow mm-hmm. with, yeah. a, in, with a whistleblower mm-hmm. on um, alien technology. Al- uh, aliens? Really? Yes. And they're saying that tomorrow is uh, all the information is going to come out. Oh, and when goodness. I say they, I mean Reddit. Well, nothing get, they never get it wrong over it. They don't. In fact, the top uh, post in the alien subreddit right now is mm-hmm. quitting my job today since disclosure is tomorrow. To be fair, we don't know what that person's job was. That is true. That is true. It could have been. They could have been uh, doing. Uh, the work at, like Al Bundy at a shoe store. <laughs> Which is important work. He was at that. He hated that shoe store job. Hated it. You know who else he hated? Mercy. He hated his wife, too. He hated pig. Mercy. Bud. What was the dog's name? Buck. Buck. And I always got them confused. Buck and Bud. I did. I was really confused. I once saw David Faustino at Paquito Moss when it was on. They had one on Sunset Boulevard. That sounds like a Jonathan Richmond song. I once saw David Faustino at a <laughs> Paquito Moss hanging out ordering ahi tuna burrito. Almost Iggy Pop there. 
Iggy Pop. I, oh, it's Iggy Pop. Oh. I like when clubs. Iggy Pop pretends he's so stupid. He's just like, oh, what's a book? You know, like when he acts like, <laughs> just like he's clearly a smart guy, but he yeah. acts so, he acts like dumber than, well, I don't know what a book is. Ugh. You're like, okay, Iggy, you're a smart guy. Mike. Yeah. What are your thoughts about On the Road, speaking of books? On the Road? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Kerouac, you know, is not a great writer. He's not a stylist. Wow. But, but what I like about him, I like his enthusiasm. The right? energy, the energy. He's got enthusiasm. He's upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I read On the Road and I read uh, The Dharma Bums. Yes. He's an upbeat beat. Yeah, he's he's upbeat. You know, he's he likes life. He's yeah. grabbing it. Now, Mike, tell everyone where On the Road starts. Does it start in Brooklyn or New, New York? Jersey? Okay, New Jersey. I knew it was. But he starts, he starts leaving Lowell, Massachusetts, doesn't he? Well, in the book, he it's he's living in New Jersey. Let's see, but. I read the original scroll. Oh, you had the scroll. I have the scroll. Oh, actually. I, was, I was so happy when they found that scroll. I was too. It was in the Dead Sea of yeah, all places. Yeah. So, uh, are you reading it, Tom? Is Mike, that what I just started up, reading it. I read uh-huh. it a long time ago, and I just started uh-huh. reading it again. God knows why. Is that our <laughs> book club book? For this no, time? it's not. It oh, will okay. not be uh-huh. our book club. Our book club book will be something. Pretty dumb. Let's figure out what it is. <laughs> Who? What? Who's got ideas for a book club book? Well, I already have the Rick Rubin book. I own it too. Let's do the Rick Rubin book. Okay, I'll get the Rick Rubin book. Pretty uh, yeah. quick reading. <laughs> uh, lots of, is it lots called, of white space on those pages. Is it called No Shoes? <laughs> well, he's a minimalist. That's why. Yeah. Uh-huh. That I love when people do that, and they're just like, when when you get a book and it says notes. <laughs> Notes. Okay, I'll read You're that. really going to write your so, notes? I thought this book was... Uh, re- re- you know. You're really reading the original scroll right now, though? No, I'm reading the the book that plebes read. The slobs like the rest of us. I read the book. Are you enjoying it? I am, and I, 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 yeah. I agree with you, Mike. I'll, ultimately, mm-hmm. I do agree with you. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 like it's just uh, adrenaline. It's an adrenalized read. Yeah. And it should be because he was on speed. He was he on went. adrenaline. Yes. Uh, adrenalized in. Uh, adrenalized. Who you mean poured... the Def Leppard? Uh, yes. He, he loved Def Leppard so much. Did you want to get rocked? What? I poured a little water. That's the first song. What was that? That's the that's the beginning of the adrenalized record. It's. Do you want to get right? See, I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a, a high and dry. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, guy. I didn't want to drag you down to no, my no, no, level I, with no, adrenaline. No, no, look, I like when they were a rock group, <laughs> and that's just me. I like when they all turned into synthesizers. Yeah, that's cool. So, what else is going on, my guys? Well, did you notice that um, Twitter is now called X? I did. I think that's very cool. Hell yeah. And Elon, you did it again. This Genius. dude is the coolest. <laughs> and he has Everybody yet, knows it. He's yet to make a mistake. Uh-huh. He was the best host of Saturday Night Live ever. <laughs> he was 
the coolest dude on Joe Rogan ever. When remember when he took that joint out and he was like, "I'm gonna smoke a joint." What? Do you think that was his first time? <laughs> no, nothing? I don't. I don't. But I think okay. he was so weirdly proud of it. Yeah. Weirdly I thought it was. I, th- I think it was Salvia from The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, Salvia is my favorite character from The Sopranos, hands down. He got killed. No, Salvia yeah. the, and Big the, Salvia, the fake weed that's actually mm-hmm. stronger than regular weed. Yeah, the fake weed that's stronger than real weed. Is that what you said? Yeah. Then it's not fake. It sounds like a weed might be the fake no, Salvia. It was, it was legal. <laughs> it was legal before weed, man. Well, Pat, you're in New Jersey. We're in California. It's all legal out it's here. Everywhere, Pat. Exactly. Yeah, I'm talking about the old days. Well, I'm talking about the new days. So, yeah. what do you think is going to be in this disclosure, Pat? What do you What do you think is going to be? And if they're going to say that the moon is made of cheese, what do you think it's going to be? No, I think they might be like, look, there's stuff on Earth. We don't know where it came from. Uh, it might be from the past. It might be from the future. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to leave everything really ambiguous and vague. Okay. And everyone's going to be like, oh, this proves I know it. And then mm-hmm. everyone else who's like not like that is going to be like, what? I mean, that person's going to be like, oh, can I get my job back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's uh, it's at 10 a.m. tomorrow, East Coast time. So 7 a.m. out here. Oh, it means I got to set my alarm you clock. Yeah, get up early. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to say everything. They're going to say that there's aliens walking amongst us. E.T.'s. E.T.'s, men in mm-hmm. black. The whole thing. Dracula's. Dracula's. Oh, so many Dracula's. Uh, Unless they roll out uh, an alien body, you uh, think they're going to? I'm going to remain skeptical. They may roll out a body. What if they do a full-on alien autopsy (laughs) and they bring out Jonathan Frakes from the original special, the guy from Star Trek? (laughs) And that was a classic. Where they just hand him a a scalpel. Remember that guy? They let him make the first incision because he was the face of alien autopsy. (laughs) Well, I think I can make a cut here. I cut along. And then, like, the alien from Aliens pops out. Yeah. And then, like, they didn't know that was in there. Whoa. And it pops out and goes right into Jonathan Frakes. (laughs) Right down his throat. Right down his throat. That's still up somewhere on YouTube. That I certainly hope so. Now I'm I'm dying to see alien (laughs) autopsy again. What a complete waste of time that was. This like it was a special that was on that was we have footage of this alien autopsy and it's clearly like this degraded footage meant to look like a camera from the forties. Yeah. Like and it was like and was it pay per view? I don't think it was pay-per-view. Okay. I don't know, though. No. I don't know. I remember it being in, in VHS, like, rental places. Yeah. Okay. No, it, I think it was an event, maybe on Fox, Channel 5. That mm-hmm. that feels um, right. But, you know, I guess, I don't know where it felt. It was after Geraldo's uh, uh, Al Capone <laughs> vault or whatever. Yeah, the was. safe, when he had Al Capone's yeah. safe, yeah, safe and nothing was in it. <laughs> yeah, so... I think everybody got the idea, hey, we could just make an event out of some nonsense. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think that thing got a lot of ratings. And I'm sure this alien autopsy. I miss well. that. I miss those types of shows. Yeah. yeah. Well, get ready because the best show, <laughs> we have our own version of that. And it's called Dudio Foodio. Mm-hmm. And it's coming up later mm-hmm. in the show. That's our version of yeah. Alien Autopsy or Al Capone's close. Vault. It's pretty close. I miss the magician reveal shows. That was great with that one magician where he was just like, and this is, it's just like, look, I'm not a magician. And I'll tell you. This is how magic tricks work. It's either wires or uh, <laughs> mirrors. or mirrors. It's like that's 98% or, of the tricks. Wires or, twins. or mirrors. Identical twins. Or mis- it's wires, mirrors, and misdirection. That's all it is. And then the skill of ma- a magician to do these things effortlessly. That's every magic trick. <laughs> there was a special... Where magician, where this magician unveiled all the secrets, and it's like just ridiculous. There was, and I'm not, I, I'm not kidding with this. Fox at one point was planning to film a plane crash from the inside. They were going to wire a plane and crash like a full on plane, like a like a commercial airliner. Mm-hmm. That was going to be one of their special programs like that. That's like when it was getting further and further out of control. And they're like, we're going to crash a plane and film it. And then somebody's like, I don't know about that one. <laughs> but that was seriously that. in the works. It didn't It didn't go. It was It what was being discussed. It didn't happen. What year wow. were they looking to do this? Was 2004, it like, maybe? 2004? Yeah. It feels like something they would have tried around the last strike just to have content. Yeah. Which means they could do it now. And I want to just say about this strike. First of all, writers, actors, solidarity, we're doing it. And I saw the, we got to get the, the rock made a big donation to the actors, a million bucks. That rules. It's time. Everybody hold tough. And these directors, shame on all of you. DGA, shame a pa, a pox on your heads for not standing with the writers and direct and actors. We could have shut this, rewritten the whole book for showbiz. Now I hope you got, I hope you're happy directing shadow puppets, um, doing improv. Horseman, stand down and stand by. I'm going to go back to the phones. Never gets tired. Uh, let's see. Everybody's on topic. I'm seeing on topic, on topic. Let's take one for the topic. We'll get the ball rolling. Hello, Best Show. Oh. Hi. Hey, uh, this is uh, this is David from Georgia. David from Georgia. How are you, David? What part of Georgia are you from? Originally from South Georgia, about like 20 minutes from the Florida border, but Days up in uh, North Georgia, about five minutes from Atlanta. So you were originally originally near the Georgia, Flo- the Florida Georgia line. Correct. My favorite uh, and, band. And when favorite I was growing band. up there, that musical collective, not as <laughs> my favorite uh, band a thing, but has since. These are my favorite so bands: Big and Rich, Florida Georgia Line. I love Cowboy Troy, Jason Aldean, 
That's it. Oh, especially, yeah. I mean, that's Try that in a small uh, town. Try that in a small town. Isn't that so cool and fun and good and fun? Yeah, it's great. It's also cool that he filmed the video in front of a building where actual lynchings took place. Cool move, Aldine. What do you got for me tonight, David? Is, is there something on topic you'd like to talk about? As far as concerts go, I, you know, I, I consider myself pretty fortunate. Uh, into, uh, I don't know, a couple hundred shows and most mm. of which have been Brag pretty good. Much. Um, but uh, when I was in 11th grade, and this was around 2011, uh, I convinced my parents in South Georgia to let me drive up to Atlanta about four hours and go to an underground punk show. Okay. The venue was the basement of a community art center, a venue called um, Wonder Root, which is no longer functioning. Um, and I was super excited. You know, I went with a few of my friends in high school. You know, this is so cool. My parents would let me do this. And performing was one of my favorite bands at the time from Rhode Island, like a synth punk band. And so that's kind of cool. And, you know, still exploring my music taste. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know anyone else that was playing, but uh, my personality, I, I need to get there like an hour before doors. You know, I convinced everyone that that's a good idea. You're a nervous sort, and, uh, aren't you? You're a nervous enough. sort. Yeah, you know, I, I very particular. If it's an experience, I think mm -hmm. going to enjoy, I need to make sure it's going to happen. You know, yep. So, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, this was heightened all throughout high school. Of oh, cool, this thing's happening at eight o'clock, and mm -hmm. the doors are at six. Let's get there at four. That sounds great. Yeah, so you're. The, I get who you are. I get who you are. So tell me, you show up, and what <laughs> happens now? What happens? So we show up to the basement. Uh, it's not in a particularly um, fun area of Atlanta. What? It's not? A, a basement punk show was not in a great neighborhood? Oddly enough. Oddly enough. Um, we, it's, it's me and three of my friends. We, we go in, and you know, it's exactly what you would imagine. Uh, maybe seven to eight foot high ceilings, exposed pipes. Uh, the only lighting is Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. um, and, a, and a house lamp in the corner. There's one couch, and then it's just sort of flat space. Um, there were three bands on the bill. So first band goes, no clue who they are, whatever. Second band plays. It was the one that I was aware of from Rhode Island. Fantastic. It got a little weird when uh, the lead guitarist, his, his strap broke. So to keep the show going in punk spirit, he rapped guitar strap around his neck to continue playing but that only asphyxiated him and surely they that didn't last so they they went off after like five sure months. yeah he didn't help the cause with that certainly not certainly not and, so then what happened give me uh, give me give, what happened with the next band right now okay so this is this is a bit of a saga and i'm going to condense it to like two minutes there are many layers to this you're going to condense it to one minute one minute. Here we go. 60 seconds. 40 From upstairs seconds. Upstairs in the art venue, a dude comes down dressed as a cowboy. Okay. Uh, straight leg jeans, American flag print, button up shirt, cowboy hat. He sets up a music sequencer. 
And I remember specifically, it was a Yamaha QI700. Mm-hmm. I was like into sequencers at the time. I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. We're going to see like a synth punk thing, like Adam and his package, or like, it's going to be great. Dude hits play to do a sound test. And yeah, it sounds good. Like, oh, cool. This is going to be fun. So on the mic and says, hey, y'all, uh, hey, y'all, we're the, uh, we're the emo Tron. I'm looking around. And mind you, it's, it's only me and my friends in this mm-hmm. basement nobody else showed up to this show surprisingly i drove four hours mm-hmm. oh, why do you stand we it's one dude yeah yeah we're the emotron we're gonna play something good for you tonight yeah it's it's play his music starts going and starts screeching into the mic like a pterodactyl i pitch okay. very abrasive on the ears mm-hmm. i'm like this is not what the music led me to to, to believe what was going to happen yeah yeah So uh, goes on, and after a couple songs, strips down, takes mm-hmm. his clothes off. Clearly. Okay. Uh, oh, here we are. It's happening. Go ahead. Uh, then, then what uh, happened? Spraying himself with uh, uh, hairspray and lights himself on fire, um, and rants event. It's why they call me. Oh, it could happen to anybody. I have no control over it. Let me tell you all about... Let me tell you all about uh, the Patreon that we do for the best show. That's how we keep the lights on for the show. Patreon.com slash the best show. And there's so much stuff up over there. It is the way you support the show, and we give you a lot of stuff back. Ad-free versions of the show are up there. We've got video up there. We've got bonus content that goes up each and every Sunday night. We got this week, Four Horsemen. Recorded it today. Really funny episode. That goes up. There's Make Mike Marvel, which is Mike and Brett Davis going through each and every Marvel show and movie. They're talking about Luke Cage. We've got Best Show Bests. There's Sharpling and Worcester, Q&A, S&W Q&A. The Trial of Z-Man will be coming down the road. We'll talk about that. Uh, I also am giving Z-Man one call to the proper show. He has been afforded one call to the show to explain himself. And we will do that. Uh, soon best show patreon that's how you support the show bonus stuff galore meet my friends of friends is coming back all this stuff just get ready man i'm telling you it's good it's a it's a the, the value you get in return you're you're giving us something we're giving you something right back patreon.com slash the best show hi everybody tim heidecker here we have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven we've got legendary psych rocker ty siegel and doug is back from down under good day good day and his mommy came with him mommy and gary lucenhop are here too Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours.
Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. That's how you do it. Let's go back to the phones. We got hot phones tonight. Hot, hot phones tonight. Hello, best show. What up, douche? Cloptron 7000 calling from the big N. That's Newbridge. The, so, Darren, hello. Yes. The Ploptron 7000. You have, and for people who don't know, this is not. And this is not a robot. It's a guy I work with. I'm more than that. We've been best buds forever. Mm-hmm. Well, we've yeah, we've known each other for a very long time. That's very true. You very much sidestep the uh, the double B that I just dropped on your ass. I guess so. Maybe that doesn't go both ways. I don't know. The the what you dropped on me. The the double B best buds. Oh, the double B best buds. You're right. We have been best buds. We've been great friends uh, for a very long time, and it's ups and downs, of course, like so many friendships. But we're doing good now, I think. When have we? When have we ever struggled as friends? We have struggled as friends so many times. Okay. Well, hey, I've got. Look, my. My new GF says that I've got, I struggle with, uh, basically I struggle with reality. So, uh, that pretty much lines up with what, uh, she's been saying to me. So Mm -hmm. fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a part of it, but I'm glad it seems like you're working on it. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm really trying to, uh, you know, uh, build back better, you know, you're building back better. I love it. That's the, that's the spirit. Hey, I I just tuned in, so I haven't heard what you've been talking about, but did you see Barbie yet? I did. I haven't seen it. Don't I don't want any spoilers. No spoilers. It's supposed to be great. Okay, it's supposed to be great, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's worth seeing. Well, uh, I'll like say, say that. You got to see it to make your okay. mind up. I, I'll see it. Um, but it, I just can't believe it's 2023. And the biggest buzz in movie world is a movie about Barbie. Isn't it weird? It's definitely a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, call me old fashioned, but I miss the days of movies about teenagers who are also wolves and cars that come to life and kill shop students who look 35. I don't know. I guess I just kind of missed that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Definitely of a certain era. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, remember Power Pop Barbie? Wasn't out long. I do not remember a Power Pop Barbie, no. Super short-lived. I guess it didn't sell much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought she was awesome at... She was like if all five bangles and two of game theory were one doll. Okay. That's exciting. And if you don't remember that, you definitely won't remember Power Pop Can, right? I don't. 
Oh, my God. Power Pop Ken was so insufferable that heavy metal kids would buy him just to beat him up. Really? Because, yes. like, in yes. the nature of what heavy metal kids did in general. Yes. But it was warranted because you would pull, you'd pull Ken's string and he'd just start talking about how shoes blew the Pez band away when he saw them at the Illinois Pop Jamboree in 79. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just super like a, bl- a blowhard. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. That I do, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Oh, but getting back to movies, I had not seen, or I don't know anything about this Oppenheimer flick. But just going by its name, it, it's got to be one of those like, um, uh, what is it? Like a tight ass nerd goes to college and then joins the worst frat on campus films. Is that what it is? Uh, I don't think that's what Oppenheimer is about. No, I don't think it's, it's not exactly a, uh, like a dorky, uh, college movie. Oh, cause when I saw the, the title, I was like, oh, there's no way it was not a scene that begins with this guy coming into a, into like the, the, on campus, I'm going, uh, yes, my name is Oppenheimer. Uh, can you tell me where I might find the science department, uh, please? <laughs> yeah, and sure, I, I get why you think that. And then he'd be alone in the cafeteria, except for he'd see one person like, hey, why don't you come eat with us? Yeah, and, and then from there, he has like a whole group, group of nerds he hangs out with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that kind of movie, hey, though. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll probably see it. Speaking of showbiz, have you heard that Kim Kardashian and Greg Brady are dating now? Kim Kardashian and who? Greg Brady. Greg Brady? No, I did not. Yeah. Yeah, I'll look it up. I, I, I read it the other day. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> Way to go, Darren. It's Tom Brady, not Tom Greg Brady. Okay, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, not Greg Brady. I didn't think uh, of Barry I'm, Williams. Yeah. That's a, that would no, have been a weird Greg. I, 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 it would, and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Greg because um, I think Kim Kardashian would break up the Silver Platters like she broke up the Kanye West band. <laughs> okay, you mean the... the the silver platters. Yeah. Is that from an episode of the show? It sounds so familiar. Oh, we we watched it together like eight times in in, in your basement. Yeah, the Brady Bunch, ha- uh, the girls and the guys, they have this scheme to get money to buy a silver platter for their parents' anniversary. That's I mean, right. It's the perfect gift that a child would a child would give a parent, right? A silver platter. Yeah, it's exactly what it, it's exactly the kind of gift that a child would conceive, uh, like would would say, "That's what I'm going to get them." What's something I can give my parents that will never be used? Yeah, what's something I can give my parents that when they inevitably pass on, we will one of us will weirdly fight over it, wanting it, even no one actually wants it. Yes, and, and no one is quite sure whose dumb idea it was. Yeah. 
one of us will fight for it just because they're they're mad about other things. Right. Yes, like, totally, totally. I want the silver platter. But, like Bobby will be. I want that silver platter. I love that thing. You, you hated the silver platter. <laughs> you were against it. That uh, uh, yeah. all I know is good news here. Yeah. I I I think it means that Giselle Munchausen is available, right? I guess it would mean that Giselle Bunchen, not Munchausen. Oh, what's her what's her name? Oh, I thought it was Munchausen. Oh. No, but Bunchen. Should I should I ask her out? I mean, I, we vibe hard. I mean, it's kind of beyond a doubt that we would. You're saying you you said we vibe hard. It's there's not even any doubt that we would vibe hard is this that reality thing that your girlfriend's talking about i don't know look i got a lot of stuff going on i i've I've succumbed to the idea that i am a genius so i just let the ideas come and go Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i I, look i get it you're you got a lot on your mind darren i do i do i'll tell you one thing that's really bothering me yeah did you know all this all the controversy it going on is about Hunter Biden's laptop and not his laptop. And not his what? Lab, L-A-B, like a laboratory top. Okay. I don't know about that. I thought this whole thing was regarding the top of a portable lab that he he carried around or something. Like maybe it had plutonium or uranium in it and it was going to spill out. That's what I thought all this controversy was about, but it turns out it's about his laptop and I guess some mm-hmm. stuff that was on it. Yeah, um, that, um, that is not what it's about, but, okay. um, yeah. yeah, no, that's, that, uh, that is not <laughs> at all what it's about. Uh, I, I see. Oh, hang on, hang on. Um, I'm thrilled to have partnered with Little Tabby Cat Litter. Little Tabby's unique mix of pure Arabian sand, Federal Reserve gravel, and other natural and semi-natural herbs and grains all add up to a unique, exciting, proprietary blend that is causing Little Tabby's competitors to go positively apeshit. Little Tabby guarantees minimal clumping or your money back. Go to www.tabbycat.org, use code DPLOP30, and get 30% off your first order. And as always, mash those like and subscribe buttons so you can stay up to date on all the fun Steve, Big Bill, Clarice, Creekzilla, and I have a Darren's deal. What were you saying? Me? Yeah. What was that? I'm doing my show. What what it what is your show? Yeah, I do a podcast too. It's called Darren's Deal. Why? Uh this is news to me. That's why. So you know, I I I have to do little spots like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So just kind of fulfilling my my end of the deal, right? Of course, sure. I understand that. I just didn't know about it, and I don't know why you called me during your show. Oh well, I I just figured some of the uh, the Darren heads out there might be listening. You know, I think you'd like my show. It's it, it it's pretty cool. It's me basically 
riffing on stuff that bugs me. Sometimes I have music guests. Uh, sometimes I have like film people. Uh, callers call in some real, some are only like fake voices over the phone, that sort of thing. Sounds uh, sounds very original, Darren. Really cool. I'm I'm glad I thought of it. Yeah, where um, I wonder and, and where really on earth because, did you come up with this uh, concept? I don't know. I guess just living so long and being around showbiz people, it just sure. kind of came naturally. Yeah. Right? Well, I I, I got to say this, Darren. I'm strangely refreshed that you didn't claim that it was some sort of divine intervention. Oh, well, I, I came short of saying that because I know that you're not really into that sort of thing, but that's pretty much what it is. Oh, so that's what you, you, it was like, you like, just like, it's just pouring through you and you kind of don't understand it, but these, you just go exactly. where the muse yeah. tells yeah. you to go. Yes. I'm, I'm like Keith Richards writing songs. It's like, it just comes to me and it's, it flows out. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh. I had a feeling you'd say that, uh, that that's where you were going to go to, because I've known you long enough to know that's the way your right? brain works. Yeah. That's how, that's how besties are. We know each other's See, innermost thoughts. And, and, this, and, uh, and this is why we are, when you ask, when have we ever not gotten along? It's stuff like this. I thought you'd be happy for me. It, it, Considering that I, that I'm now hooked up with a really cool production company called Sometimes Dog. Oh, see, the, you do these things. I half the time I'm I'm not sure if you're trolling me with this or if you're just that dumb. What dumb? No, I'm making waves in in, in the, the world of podcasting, and it sounds like someone's a little jealous because maybe they know that Sometimes Dog has partnered with DreamWorks. And I have access to guests that you need whale blubber to get on your show. Okay. All right. More power to you, buddy. Thanks. I think you'll be excited for a, a specific upcoming episode. Um, basically, we just recorded an episode where I go to the hardware store with John Legend and we rate uh, claw hammers. Pretty cool. That is surprisingly... Uh, I'm surprised because I don't think anybody has done that. That's why I'm surprised by the idea from you. Well, I guess there's a little bit of a, of a slam in there. I I've yet to really find it, but I'll, uh -huh. if I think about it long, yeah, enough, why don't you I'm, sit I'm, tonight? I'm sure won't I'll you, get it. Why don't you parse through it later and maybe you'll, maybe you'll find it. Yeah. Maybe I'll parse through it. Um, but you know, so, sometimes dog produces a bunch of cool podcasts. I, I, I think you'd like. Okay, like what? What kind of shows? Uh, there's one called Political Stew with uh, Rudy G. That's um, Rudy Giuliani. He's got a show. Okay, cool. He, he does. Yeah, and it's called Polit it's called Political Stew. And throughout the whole interview, he's cooking soup on a stove. That's the stew part of it. So, so he's very literal about the stew part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a cool podcast called Eddie Trunk's Contact List. Guess what that's about? It's Eddie Trunk going through his phone list and 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 low key and not so low key bragging about the people that he knows. If I'm going to go out on a limb and guess, 
Oh, you've heard it already. I, I'm just guessing on that one. Oh, that's 100% right. 100%. Okay. I, I had a feeling with that one. I could get close enough. Uh, another cool music one, Jake Fogelnest's Vocal Nest. Jake Fogelnest's Vocal Nest. What is that? Yeah, what yeah. is that show all about? Well, you know who Jake Fogelnest is, right? Of course I do. Yes. Yeah. So um, he interviews famous singers uh, while both of them are sitting up high in a tree. Well, that's interesting, at least. Don't know how practical cool. it is. Yeah, so far. Well, yeah, it's hard getting people up and down. Um, so far, he's had Tori Amos, uh, Cy Kernan, Ben Gibbard, John Joseph from the Cro-Mags, people like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear he got Cy Kernan, the lead singer from The Fix, on the show. Yeah. Man, That say what you will. I know a caller called in recently and they were talking about who, who's made the most money on commercial placements. It's like George Thurgood, Bruce, uh, Bob Seeger. Cy Kernan is up there. Two huge placements over the last 10 years. Yeah. Saved by zero. And uh, one thing leads to another. Classic songs. They are classic songs. And everybody forgets also that he he was dancing in the Tina Turner video. Uh, right. Like what people, song was it? Why can't you be good to me? That song. Right. That he comes out and dances. All right, along. What's that? He's barefoot too, right? Is he I barefoot believe he also? is, yes. I believe he's barefoot. Oh. Oh, my God. Those were the days, huh? Hey, um, scuttlebutt on the streets of Newbridge is that you are casting Law and Order. Is that right? That is not right. Oh, I heard that um, from a coworker at Consolidated Cardboard who has a subscription to Variety magazine, and that's what he read there. I don't know. That I was, ca- I'm not casting Law and Order. All right, because I- I'm only asking because I think I've got the greatest idea that I don't think has ever been done on on LNO. You know how they um how they have the detectives interview people, and the witness is always doing like some something like physical, like loading boxes and sure or yes. talking and walking and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, like a a talk and load or like a walk and talk, that sort of thing. Sure, sure. My idea, the talk and swim. A talk and swim? Yes. Okay, I, I've, I don't know how that would even work for a, a standard cop show like Law and Order. Okay, well, here, here here's my scenario. I'm a friend of a murder suspect and I'm training for a swim meet in an Olympic size indoor pool on the NYU campus. Okay. Okay. Can you picture that? I can picture that. All right. So this, okay. The scene begins with my swim coach, coach panel, 
he's telling the detectives that I'm in the middle of training for a big meet and I can't come out of the water whatsoever. Okay. Okay. So the detectives have to walk along the edge of the pool while I swim at a, at a really fast rate, you know, all the water splashing around and stuff. And I, I think it might go something like this. Wait, how, the, how did that sound? Steve? Sure, I knew him. Great teammate. Solid swimmer. Good backstroke. He in some kind of trouble? And then ice tea or, or the bells go. Funny you should ask. He was taken in this morning for the murder of his landlord. And then I stop swimming. And I, I, I make my way to the edge of the pool. I say something like, man, I knew Steve had beef with Mr. Dinkins, but I sure didn't think he'd give that douche a one-way ticket to Valhalla. Look, guys, I got to do 100 more laps before noon or Coach Fanel's going to whip me with my own wet Speedo. All right, later. How? I don't know. The Law and Order thing played during, well, whatever. That's, I don't know yeah. what's going on sometimes. Yeah, it's cool. It, it kind of was. It pains me to admit. Well, I I wrote better better lines on my wet erase board, but the board got too wet and the words ran. So, okay, that's, I think it's pretty solid for now. For now, that right? scene was way better than it should be. You have always doubted me, and I always show you that I have what it takes. That's not how it goes, but um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll look, I root look. for you, Darren. I root for you. You might not think it. Sometimes I just can't take it anymore is why I get a little, if I get a little short with you or a little curt with you, it's cause I, I just can't, I can't take the games. Look, if I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me, I'd have $1,300. Okay, that's that's a fair amount of money. Well, look, look, let's put all this behind. Everything we've talked about for the preceding whatever many minutes is flagrant trifle compared to what I'm going to lay on your ass in the next few seconds. Okay. Strapped in? I am, yeah, I'm strapped in. I do have my helmet on. Helmet on? Helmet's on. Okay. Well... I'll just say it right now. I dug up our junior high school diaries. <laughs> Can you believe it? Oh, boy. Really? You remember them? Yeah. Oh, my God. I had so much fun keeping mine. We kept journals for those three years at Maurice Kern Junior High, basically chronicling our innermost thoughts and dreams and frustrations. And God, I'm so glad we kept them. And um, um, <laughs> I just thought it was a great idea and that we keep these diaries and then a few days before we started our freshman year at Newbridge High School for the lower classes, 
we ceremoniously buried the diaries, thus forever ending our former dweeb lives. Yeah. I just thought that was the coolest thing we could have done. I yeah, so cool. it was a it was it was very symbolic and very meaningful. Yeah, and I just I'm so glad I remembered where we buried them. Um, I dug them out. They were in remarkably good shape, considering we buried them in all those um, those uh, those those weird trash bags that we got at Seven Eleven because they were doing some weird sort of tie-in with the Doctor Detroit film. Do you remember that? They were Doctor Detroit trash bags, and yeah, that's what we 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 wrap we wrapped them in. It was such a weird thing. They were giving them away at some point. Yeah, it was one of those ones that they they would do the merchandising for these things, and sometimes the movies didn't didn't succeed the way that yeah. they still had the deals in place. So there were Dr. Detroit bags all, all that summer. Yeah. And we made use of them. And so they, they really preserved these, these diaries and I scanned several of the best entries and Tom, you have to read these things. They're, they're so cute and just kind of, and just very much, in line with how we were thinking back then. And I'm going to email a PDF of, of a few. Okay. And are you still at Mr. Fahrenheit at geocities.com? Yes. All right. I'm sending you a, a PDF I made Okay, let me right now. And okay. And while we're waiting for that, I, I, I've been thinking about something and I, I'd love for your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. What What's the what's the most you could do in a police station without getting arrested? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of trouble do you think you could get in in a police station without them taking you in? I, I think you could probably say some stuff that's pretty inflammatory. You could probably say some stuff. You could probably maybe just act really weird. Would be hard for them to yeah. to say that you were against them if you were just being odd. Yeah, true. Like maybe that doing might be like a way to live my life from here on out. Sure, like like just well, like doing an impression of the cop, but not like oh, at not yeah. saying a, but like an actual in actual impression, not saying new things that the cop would get upset about. Right. That's and probably it's so obvious. Yeah, and if okay. it was the kind of impression that was like pretty good, and the other officers had to like they were laughing a little bit. Because this guy's got the one guy down with the impression. All right, just showed up. Well, let's do that sometime. You want to? No, I don't. That does not sound like anything I'd want to do. To go well, to a police I'll come station. I'll to L.A. and Yeah, yeah, we'll do it in L.A. because I'm sure they'd be really into it. No, they're real chill cops out here, sure. But I don't think, uh, <laughs> I, I really, I, uh, I really, you know wouldn't want to just find where the line is if that if you get what i mean that picture and get in the van where there's this la cop and he's breaking up a black flag show and this guy looks like he was created to be a an la cop mm-hmm. sure oh my god like massive forearms baton short hair but like you can tell that he's really violent also Oh my God. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, 
Okay, so you got the thing, right? You got I got the it, yeah. Yep. This is, okay. this is mind-blowing this. also. I know, it's so cool. Let's do this. Um, I'll read three of yours out loud, and you'll read three of mine out loud, but we'll go back and forth, okay? So I'll start it off. Oh, so you'll read so one, then I'll reading... read one? Okay, we can do that. Yes, I'll, so I'll be, I'll be reading ones that you wrote in your diary. Back sure, and I see the ones here, that, be... and I see the ones you wrote, so I'll do the same in response. Great. Okay, so I'm going to start with one of yours from seventh grade. It's so funny. You were so creative already. You, mm-hmm. you named your diary Darius. Darius, and all your, all your entries began with Dear Darius. It was cool. It was a, yeah. I wonder if that's where Darius Rucker got his name from Hootie and the Blowfish. From my diary nickname? No, I'm going to say the diary that I buried in a backyard when I was exiting junior high. He didn't Mm -hmm. get his actual first name from that. Okay. Yeah. Now that I do the math, it probably doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's go. So, All right, so here it is. Dear Darius, it was hard to concentrate on my math test knowing Billy Joel's new album, The Nylon Curtain, comes out today. I heard the single Allentown a couple days ago, and though I found the heavy machinery sound effects very jarring and disturbing, I did love the song. So glad Billy got that punk rock crud out of the system on glass houses. Um... Man, the pizza was horrible at lunch today. Way too much cheese, and I don't know if there was any sauce at all. Gosh, it would be so cool if one day I could talk to thousands of people about pizza and cookies in a public forum. You can do it, Tom. Just keep pushing. You can do it. Uh Uh-oh. Joni Loves Chachi is on in five minutes. Glad to see Gary Marshall still has that magic. Mark my words. This laugher will have serious legs and we'll be watching it for the next 10 years. You didn't get that right, but everything else is pretty cool. So that's, that's that one. Wow. That's a, that's, that's a mind blower. Yeah. Do me, do me. Okay. Well, here's a, I'll start with a short one here for you. Dear diary. Okay. okay. I really want to see the movie road warrior so bad, but the dink at Newbridge video won't rent it to me. Why did I buy this Betamax machine if I can't get my hands on all the violent raunch that I want to see? At this rate, I won't ever see a movie where a razor boomerang slices off a guy's fingers until I'm 100 years old. I never should have read that article in Fangoria magazine. It only makes me want to see this movie even more. That's a little short one I'll do. I see some longer ones. I'll do those next. Oh. No, no, no. See, that's where I was at, and... I'm still sort of, I still feel slighted that it took so long for me to see that movie. Like it was like the forces were, were keeping me from it. And mm-hmm. when I did see it, it was like, Oh my God, I'm home. Well, that's, that's, it's exciting to that. That's how you feel then. And this is how you felt way back then. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, it, everything just takes time. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Here's one from the, I guess, I guess the next year. From you, um, dear, dear Darius. Oh God, I'm going to have nightmares for months. Darren P and I rubbed rubbed coal on our faces, 
and acted like we were two grizzled coal miners. And the lady at the Newbridge Nanoplex, whose bra strap we can see sometimes, let us in to see this new movie called Scarface. It was sick, but also kind of fascinating. I know it isn't for kids, but cocaine seems kind of fun. Like a whole bunch of fun dip, but you put it in your nose and then you dance all night. My favorite part of the movie is when Tony is holding a giant gun and yells out to these bad muchachos that they should get ready to meet my little friend before he opens fire on them. Actually, I think the line is even longer than that. Uh Uh-oh, Charles in charge is on in five minutes. I'm boy enough to admit I was wrong about Joni Loves Chachi, but I will stake my new Voltron vehicle team assembler, which I guess was some sort of action figure, Mm -hmm. on Mr. Bayo becoming not only one of the most famous actors of our generation, but but also one of this country's most reasonable voices. Yeah, so that's that's that one. I guess uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Funny how Scott Scott Bayo turned. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I had was going on with Scott Bayo at that point in my life, but yeah, I was wrong about that. I was definitely rooting for Scott Bayo. Whoa! Well, he had nice hair. His hair was very shiny. I always kind of envied his his very shiny black hair. Very shiny black hair. Yeah. Oh, here's a good All right, one. now you go. I'm going to do this one. July 12th, 1985. Dear Diary, tomorrow is Live Aid. All of the biggest stars in the world will be in Philadelphia. And Dear Diary, I can tell you that this is my big chance to become the rock star I was always meant to be. President Reagan says that we need to chase down our dreams no matter how big they might seem. And since he is our leader and overlord... I need to follow all of his instructions to the letter of the law. So, Ronnie, I'm doing this for you. My plan is to show up at Veterans Stadium ready to perform. If I act like I belong, if I act like I belong, I am certain that people will believe that I am on the bill. And if I get questioned, I will tell everybody that I play congas in Billy Ocean's band. Nobody knows what his band looks like. And once I get on that stage in front of millions of people, I'm going to play my song, Kids Just Gotta Rock. People will realize that I'm the real deal, and they'll probably let me play a few more songs. Ideally, I would also get to meet some of my heroes, like George Thorogood or Pat Metheny. From, uh, but the truth is, once I am famous, all of them will automatically be my friends. Wish me luck, Diary, and congratulations on becoming the diary of the most famous teen rocker in the world. Everything about what you just read was perfectly planned. It yeah. was the perfect plan. The well, only thing that the only thing that hung me up was that my mom put um her car keys on the fridge and I couldn't reach them that day. So yeah. I well, just watch it on TV. You you're, that's not true, Darren. And you know, it, you're trying to say that thing about your mom. Cause there's an entry here from two days later that I'm looking at right now. You told all of us that thing about your mom. You clearly had something else happen. 
Okay, go ahead and read it. Well, do you want to go back and forth or? I'll, you sound kind yeah, of bummed I'll do now. Yours. I, I, I guess. <laughs> well, I am because I know how it's going to, how, what you're going to Well, do you want me to just do it? Do you want me to just do it? Yeah. July 14th, 1985. Well, dear diary, things didn't go exactly, exactly as I had planned. I got to the backstage area and was immediately stopped by security. I quickly told them that I played congas for Billy Ocean, but nobody believed it, saying that I couldn't play congas if my nards hadn't even dropped yet. Okay, that's weird. Um, I tried to talk to i tried to talk them into letting me backstage but it didn't work but an hour later i saw a truck driving through the gates and i jumped underneath it like indiana jones riding into the backstage area i was in you sure you want me to keep going Uh, why not i quickly gathered myself and made my way to the stage where billy ocean was setting up this was my opportunity, and I wasn't going to blow it. I confidently made my way onto the stage. Oh, Darren. We were f- maybe five seconds into a sound check for Caribbean Queen when Billy turned and noticed me on stage. He yelled at me, asking who the F I was. This was my moment. I knew that if I could impress Billy Ocean, he would let me sing Kids Just Got a Rock instead of one of his instead of one of his songs during his two-song set. So you thought he was going to give you half his... Okay. I confidently grabbed the mic and... a good song. I, I, I confidently grabbed the mic and started singing. But Dear Diary, it didn't go my way. He immediately did a spin kick, and his work boot hit me right in the throat. I couldn't breathe and doubled over, and that's when he kicked me off the stage into the crowd where everybody laughed and beat me up. I ended up staggering onto I-95 when I got clipped by a dune buggy driving at least 100 miles an hour. The driver didn't even stop. He just laughed as he drove off, playing the second side of Blue Oyster Cult's Agents of Fortune as he took off. Boy. I just don't understand how someone could hit a, like a 14-year-old and not notice it. He probably noticed it. Um, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I left something out of that. Everything that you read is true, except for one thing. Yeah. The reason Billy Ocean was so mad at me and why he wanted me off stage. Yeah. Is because. When he looked over at me, yeah, I was blowing into I was blowing into the congas. I didn't know how to play them at all, and so that that tipped him off that I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I would. I can see that that would be a kind of a dead giveaway that you didn't know what you were doing. You're, you you thought the congas were uh, like a wind instrument. I did. I guess I I hadn't thought ahead enough to actually know what the congas are. Uh-huh. So I just, I, I was blowing, blowing into the little hole in the side of the drum and he got really mad and yeah, this, that's why I don't get to, I don't go to Philly much. Those people are animals down there. Yeah. I mean, I, maybe it brought out the worst side of Billy Ocean even being there. 
think it did. I think it did. It did. Yeah. And it's just, um, I was really hoping you weren't going to read that one, but you did. So that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it happened and it's like you said, it's a part of our like youthful, uh, ridiculousness. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's finish up with one of yours. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, this was also from 85, I think. Um, Dear Darius, I haven't been this PO'd since I fell asleep watching SNL and didn't get to see Jack Bruce and friends perform. I got home from school today and found a rejection letter from the front office at Wacky Packages. I'm so mad. F those dummies. They'll regret not greenlighting Shower Rats Kids, which I, I guess was, was that like a it was, week on Sour Patch Kids? It was, yes. It was my version of like the spin like a funny spin on it okay so yeah i guess like rats are in a shower with these kids that's what um, it, it was a series of rats uh, and children got it uh new croak i guess that was the year new coke was introduced right i think there was new croak and classic croak okay um shreddy sucks pin was that like a a, a riff on Teddy Ruxpin? Teddy Ruxpin. That, that, like, the that, talking bear? That, okay. What was that? It was like a, a Oh, it was a bear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what was it? Like, Shreddy Suxpin sounds violent. Was it like a stabber or something? He'd say, he bear? would just say stuff like, I'm hearing voices in my head. I'm like. <gasps> oh, that's sick. Okay. It was a little demented. Um, and this one, I, I do think is funny. Um, Blex Mix, which I guess was a, a riff on Chex Mix. Yes. I think that's great. Thank you. I was pretty proud of that one. It's a good one. Um, and then uh, it says, oh, well, maybe this is the universe telling me to concentrate more on my bass playing. My goal is to possess the nimbleness of Mike Mills crossed with the finger-licking showmanship of Rudy Sarzo while playing a bass in the shape of a Schweppes bottle. Was, was Schweppes the flavor or, or a brand? What was it? Schweppes was a brand. And it was kind of it was, a, it was okay. not just a brand. It was kind of a, a little bit of a lifestyle choice. Like it, it, there was a certain tood if you drank Schweppes. Oh, okay. It's like, it was very, it was like. Oh, I do remember that. It was kind of like. Yeah, their the, tagline was. Go ahead. was like, do you have Schweppes nasty? That's what they called like being. Yeah, like in 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 the in the the vibe of Schweppes, Schweppes nasty. Yeah, it's kind of like if like Duran Duran was a beverage. Oh, I like that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Um, oh, and then it ends with, "Oh rats! This NBC movie of the week, Code of Vengeance, is on in a few minutes. It looks like it's going to be similar to the Rambo films, which I loved." But unlike Sylvester Stallone, who, who will be lucky if he's playing sidekicks in three years, Code of Vengeance co-star Charles Taylor is going straight to the top. Hmm. Bet on it. I, I guess you got that one right. Who, who is Charles Taylor? Who is that? Darren, at this point, I don't even remember Charles. I, I was not good at picking him, clearly. Yeah. but And, and interesting that you ended up having a, a very short-lived career in that world too in what world 
showbiz. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a short-lived career. It's, um, no, it's, uh, I would say I'm still in it. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I I mean, I know. Oh, okay. You weren't sure. Well, I am sure. Okay. I, well, well, I, I know that being the regional manager out there for consolidated cardboard is is a lot of work. It is, but I'm still plugging, I'm still plugging away at the dream. I'm still plugging away at the dream. I'm still writing, writing scripts. And one of these days it's. Still doing packets? What's that? Are you still doing packets? I'm still for, doing packets, for, uh, yes. Shows? Still doing packets, yeah. Um, but, man, those were fun times. I'm so glad we we uh, dug those up and we got to kind of go down memory lane on those. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess so. Cool. It was a little, I'm a little sad, but. I'm the one that looks bad. Well, look, you at least you went for it. Well, I give you credit. You you went for it. You went all okay. the way there and got backstage and it didn't go the way you thought, but that's a part of being yeah. a kid. You 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 made a mis- you, you you thought you could maybe win and you didn't win, but you still tried. So I give yeah, I give you I credit I, for that. I, I tried my best. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Um hey look, um there was an ulterior motive for me calling tonight. Okay, what 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 is it? Coincidentally enough, this uh, film that I'm about to talk about also came out in 1985. It was called All the Right Moves. Do you remember it? It was a Tom Cruise vehicle. I do. Well, if you'll recall, Tom Cruise's character Steph, um, who gets kicked off the high school football team. Because he got drunk with some local mouth breathers and through flagrantly minimal fault of his own, spreads garbage all over Craig T. Nelson's lawn. Do you remember that? Craig T. Nelson is his coach. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I well, totally. Yeah. This whole scenario basically happened to me this past weekend. The wait, what? How? How so? I'll, I'll explain. Okay, so I was at Los Amigos on Sunday night with Ray Ray, Buzzy, Nimrod, Sweet Baby P, and some other folks from the uh, loading dock down at the Double C. And um, so we're seeing this really cool band called X Marks the Spot. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to have, have heard of them. But um, cool band, very convoluted concept at work. But um, basically each member dressed as a different famous mark m-a-r-k the name mark right okay so guitar players dressed as brothers in arms era mark Knopfler with the headbands sweatbands that's amazing uh bassist is dressed as mark bolin obviously in m-a-r-c sure Um, yeah the the keyboardist was made up and you know kind of acting like marky smith from the fall okay the drummer looked just like Marky Ramone. Okay. So it All is right. a bit of a stretch. So okay. And, sure. Oh wait, there's more. Well, it gets even it gets even more of a stretch. So okay. the singer the singer is wheeled out or is carried out on a rocking chair, like an old rocking chair. 
and he's dressed like Mark Twain at the end of his life. The white hair, the the white suit, uh, the the like a tie, like old fashioned tie, and so he'd he was he'd hold this tall glass of of lemonade, and he'd do these very intricate, almost tedious song intros before each each tune, and so he's rocking back and forth, and and in like a Colonel Sanders foghorn leghorn voice, he'd say stuff like. I say, uh, 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 this next, uh, uh, number, uh, it reminds me of a trip I took up the old Miss back in 1859, if I recall correctly. And then he'd just go into this stream of consciousness stuff that was kind of funny, kind of boring. And then eventually they'd start, they start playing their songs. And that's an even weirder thing, their music. Mm-hmm. Um, basically half the songs they played were by, the Japanese prog rock band X, they, they later became X Japan. They had to change their name. So this, this huge prog rock band in Japan that, that is just like almost like dream theater, that sort of thing. And the other half of the songs were songs that were recorded by spot, the in-house producer for SSP records. Sure. So that, that gets the, the X mark and the spot. Mm-hmm. covered all three of those things so really that's like a stretch and a half right that's so a that real that's a that's a major overthink yeah so half the songs are like prog and the other are like songs like up on the sun damaged Two, celebrated summer god bows to math that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah okay so just really covering the the range there sounds like i don't know if yeah it seems almost like, well, well, okay. Well, how does this tie into? Okay. So, all right. So show's over, you know, a little bit, not much. So I, I hit your ride home with Buzzy and Nimrod and full confession. We've been taking that new party drug, Red Rage. Have you heard of this? No. It makes you really angry and lustful for vengeance against perceived enemies. I guess I just assumed you've been taking it your whole adult life. No, no. Uh, well, thank you for that. But um, no, it's not, I have not. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, fair, fair enough. Well, uh, um, so sadly uh, for me, um, oh, man, well, All right, so we drive by Old Man Dalrymple's house. Okay, uh-huh. so we're feeling, you know, we're feeling the effects of of the red rage, yeah, and um, yeah. you know, that we've all we've all got hard ons for Old Man Dalrymple, okay. and he's a tyrant. So next thing I know, I know I'm spray painting a giant withered wiener with a cloud of dust shooting out of it on the side of his mansion. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, we make it out, we run off. And unfortunately for me, I dropped my muffler mafia frequent buyer card in the driveway. Oh, that's not good. No. So I get to work on Monday Uh and old man Dalrymple, he canned me. You got fired? No. 
well, that, but he had two security guards literally stuff me in a giant tin can oh, okay. and they carried it out and me, yeah, they carried me out of the building in it and they just dumped me in, in the dumpster. So you literally and, and figuratively got canned. I did. Yes. Yes. So, so that's where I'm at right now. And I just need to know that I, I can count on you to quit in solidarity. Mm. Let me sleep on it. Well, it might be too late for that. Why is it, why would it be too late? I already quit for you. You oh, wait. How how did you quit for me? Well, as they were carrying me out in the tin can, I told old man Dalrymple that you said that he could S you and also K your A. Well, I didn't say any of that stuff and I wouldn't, I don't even know what that stuff means. Well, are you going to do it or not? Please quit. No. Well, you just quit on, you just, you quit for me. I, I, I guess I quit already. Well, you're not going to go back, are you? Like, you're not going to say, oh, I oh, didn't quit, are you? Well, I mean, I, I want to explore my options. This was nothing I was planning on. But you don't even need this job. I, I can't turn one page of Pod Talk magazine without reading about one of your many podcasts or seeing your ads for road desktop microphone stands every other page. I'm sick of it. Well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I just... um. It's where it's it's where I'm at. I'm not looking to quit. I'm sorry, Tom. I guess I'm I'm just jealous that your Oreo Talk and What Else Sucks podcasts are both getting better numbers than Darren's deal. Yeah, I guess I'm just jealous. Well, I, keep keep at it. That's all I can say. Okay, I'm gonna keep doing it, but I, I'm also excited about something else. I've been working on some songs lately. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of in the, you know, that sort of you feel it, I feel it, but you're not divorced yet and I'm getting married this Sunday kind of vibe. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Typical relationship stuff that everyone can identify with. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, I don't know if that's yeah. the case, but. Well, I'll just keep plugging. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. What is it, Darren? Dear, dear mother, no. Oh, father, no. What? What? Tom, there's no creative or pithy way to say this, but Trevor, the CEO of Little Tabby Cat Litter, yeah. that I mentioned earlier, you mm -hmm. know, yep. he just texted. He just he just texted, and he said he found my commercial read to be flagrantly disrespectful to the brand. Okay. That he's on his way over to force feed me a bag of their new ultra thick horse litter. Oh, I didn't even know horses use that stuff. <laughs> I didn't either, Darren. I'm so I'm not laughing at oh, that. Man. I'm laughing. <laughs> he said it's gonna be used to a box of used horse litter, and I don't want to get graphic, but you've seen the size of that stuff. <laughs> well, Darren. Uh, oh, 
Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I'm so, gonna drive back down to Philly. It's safer there. It might be safer in Philly for you tonight. Oh, all right. Look, I'm gonna go. I'll talk to you later. You take care of yourself. You too. Okay, goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I mean, it's rough stuff, man. Um, let's take some. Let's let's uh, let me just play a quick. I can play a quick uh, record, and then we'll get back uh, to the fun. You want to get back to the fun? We'll get back to the fun. How about that? As I talked about earlier, the poo sticks. Sticks. I told you. Ah, why is this still playing? Hold on. Stop. The stuff don't do what I tell it to do. I tell it to do something it don't do it. No, that was young people. That was from their um the album that came out in 1991 called The Great White Wonder. And that's when they kind of became like an oversized pop group rather than a, a very indie sounding pop group and look if you want to know the stuff you ask Tom and Tom knows the stuff right right that's right right Chay Diaz hey this is Che Diaz this cameo is for Kyle congrats on that early decision dude I just know you're gonna kill it at the California Institute of Technology yeah great episode this past week Great episode. The show is not taking place on the planet Earth, but it's very exciting nonetheless. Um, Because they have a thing where it's like two episodes ago, it was the summer. The kids were all going to camp. Then the next episode, they're getting ready for Halloween. Then the next episode, it's a snowstorm. So what's happening on this show, it's in the future now. Somehow, and just like that, has yet to happen on this timeline. What does that mean? They know things we don't. (gasps) Let me check. I'm being told to go to the phones. Being told to take this one call here. I'm being told. I'm being told that right now we have a famous person on the line. Famous person on the line. I'm being told there's a famous person on the line right now calling up. This is very exciting. Hello. I don't know. I don't know about that, Tom. It's, it's Tim Heidecker here. Oh, it's Tim Heidecker. Well, first of all, your voice sounds so low. Listen to that. I feel like I'm talking to uh, uh, Buffalo Bill from. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. To... I've just been singing and rehearsing and, and just 
giving it everything, so I'm a little hoarse. I okay. apologize. I feel like I'm talking to Ron Perlman. Well, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Uh, I mean, you know, listen, I'm out there ready to storm some mansions myself. You want me to be honest with you? Yeah, I like that video where he's like, it takes a lot. A lot of people can lose their house. A lot of ways you can lose your house. Through. He's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I still, I still say it's a coin flip whether I can beat that guy up. I'm still going to bet on myself. Sorry. He's like, he calls his, um, calls his manager. Get me transpo from that show. See if they, they can get me one of the one of the motorcycles yeah. I used on that yeah. show. I'm gonna ride by the picket line like Clay from Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> and he rides by and my stun guy will care of business. <laughs> yeah. He rides he's like, Wait, I wasn't actually that good at riding a motorcycle. He ride like <laughs> drives he drives past Netflix <laughs> off off the ramp and on the one oh one and they just had this <laughs> flaming motorcycle explosion. There he yeah. is. Listen to me, Mother Effer. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it's financial. Some of it is karma. He already like, lost the script on it, too. Some of it's financial. Some <laughs> of it is karma. <laughs> it's like, it's I like, used to work with the best writers. How is it that these people don't realize you can do takes with like these, these like things you record on your phone? Like, let's do it again. I'm going to do it again. I kind of flubbed the logic there of 10 seconds in. Uh, let's do a second delete one. Delete that these. one. Yeah. Yeah. Delete that one. Put a star next to that other one. That's a good take. And then at some point, tech, we need to have the technology that people can realize we do not need to see them shutting their phone off when they shoot right. things. And they just like, I mean, and that's my you message. Go right in your uh, hand video, reaching in phone. Photos. Yeah. It's you very easy. Do a little ed- trim. You do it. <laughs> it's the easiest edit in the world. Give yourself a head and a tail. You just cut the last one second off the thing. And here I am reaching <laughs> for my phone, hitting stop. What we does it do? It just go it uploads. Tim Heidecker, this is what we need to do. We need to teach these I, celebrities some basic editing skills. We do, we should have at the yeah, picket me. line seminars on editing for the older uh strikers. Yeah, have you you noticed there's some of these strikers uh not wearing sunglasses because you got to see the eyes. You got to you got to yeah. see who it is. If you're in sunglasses, you might not be get recognized. Exactly. It's very bright out there. You're not going to realize that you're picketing next to Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> we need to shut uh, this strike down. Wait, shut the strike down, okay, Jack? I'm not sure what side you're on. Now listen, get back to work. We all need to get back to work. Well, Jack, that's not what we're here to do. I I mean, have you heard this? I've heard this. Now, I I have to just say it's a reputable source, and I mean top-level source. Okay. That Jack went, Jack's gone MAGA, like Jack's uh, Fox News watching MAGA guy. Have you heard that? I have not heard that. 
kind of can see it, right? He's 86. He's not the craziest. <laughs> it's like, who cares what he's watching? Like, he's alone in his mansion. Whatever he has on his TV, he's falling asleep. He's falling for it and then asleep. Exactly. He's probably uh, in the mansion. He's watching pra- Impractical Jokers, and then he flips over and then watches Hannity, and then Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters, which is <laughs> who's this Jesse Waters kid? Yeah. I like him. I gotta say, Gutfeld is pretty funny. Pretty, pretty freaking funny. Yeah. I'm going to be appearing on Gutfeld tonight. (laughs) Did I ever tell you this joke I had with another famous friend about Jack Nicholson that, uh, you know how he always would sit with Lou Adler at the Lakers? Oh, yeah, exactly. We'd like like to pretend that Lou never knew if he was going. Uh, And so day of, Lou would get a call from Jack. What are you up to tonight, Lou? I don't know. Might 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 uh, watch the game. I got an extra seat. I got an extra ticket. Yeah. Want to tag along? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. What are you <laughs> gonna do? Pick me up or? Yeah, we'll be by at six thirty. Yeah, games at tip offs at seven thirty five. I'll pick you up at six <laughs> thirty. <630. laughs> uh, I, like, I like thinking of them having to drive to the Staples Center yeah. from yeah. wherever in Beverly Hills or something every day. Yeah, and trying to find like forty minutes, like going under into that parking, that endless parking garage. (laughs) (laughs) These two old guys trying to figure their way out of the. Where do we park? Left. I think we were in two oh eight. They didn't got. (laughs) Look, I got the goddamn ticket. I didn't validate it yet. Because what does he go? I mean, listen, is he get? Is there a driver? Is there a, there's just a driver every day? There's I would drive. Yeah. There's a limo. I would hope they would have that Jack. Jack would be pulling the trigger on just help with these things. <laughs> like just but that's a, that's a big. I mean, that's a, a surmountable expense after a while. Every I mean, my, how many games are there? There's a. There's 41 you know, home it's, games. It's, it's, yeah, I guess it's not too bad. It's not like he's going. Well, well, the, what was it? What's it like for uh, the woman that goes to all the Dodgers games? Uh, for Mary Hart. Yeah, I think she lives in. The she, I think she just lives at Dodger <laughs> yeah. Stadium. She's in there. She's like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like haunting the upper deck and. Now, I wish Jack nothing but the best. And I've heard rumor. This, and this rumor has nothing to do with Jack Nicholson. I've heard rumor that the Jack Nicholson of my era, Tim Heidecker. Bradley Cooper? Oh. No, you're the, you're our Jack. <laughs> I've heard that our Jack, Tim Heidecker, has a little something up his sleeve for the fans. Well, that's, uh, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm about to depart on another tour. Uh, 
another tour and I'm just uh, right now. I mean, I, I'm buried. How do I say it? I'm, I'm buried in charts. Just getting all the stuff down and like, well, yeah, because I'll just tell you, this is kind of breaking news on the show. I haven't really announced this yet, but the set, you know, I do the stand up set and the stand up sets works really well. And, and mm-hmm. there's some changes happening there, but nothing major, but the music set was starting to get a little stale and I am a big fan of, of, you know, rock operas and, and concept albums and, and that, that kind of record. Um, and I kind of was paying attention to what fish had been doing over the years. And Tim, I just Tim, Tim I don't want to interrupt. You. I don't want to interrupt you, Tim, but before you give us this scoop, I need to play this. Give us a scoop. We need to. We need to ask (laughs) for a scoop. No. Oh, sure. You can't escape the sound Uh, effects. You can't escape them. Wherever you are, there's some. There's some knucklehead playing sounds while you try to talk. No matter where you go, whether it's office hours or here. If I'm at home, my kid just starts playing. uh, You know, sound effects in my ear. Yeah, I can't get any breaks. So the but music doing, part, Tom, you, you, you're talking about rock operas. You're talking about rock operas now. Tell more, us. Yeah, I mean, more or less. Some of them are quite literal rock operas. Some of them are concept albums. But uh, I want to do something different every night. It gets. I can't tell you how boring it gets to play the same set every night. And this band I'm with, they're incredible musicians. They're very quick learners. So I said, what if we do a different concept record every night uh, as sort of we'll play some of my songs, but then sort of a second set mm-hmm. will be. So in L.A., we're doing Tommy uh, and Monterey, Jesus Christ Superstar, San Luis Obispo. We're doing Hair, uh, San Diego. We're going to be doing The Wall. Uh, you know, it just goes on Tucson. Mm. We're going to do Smile. Um in its entirety, you know, these, these will be, I mean, we're going to cut a few songs. Like, I'm not, like, obviously I'm not going to do, um, from Tommy, I'm not going to do that sick song about uh, Uncle Ernie. Uncle, You're not going to, Uncle Ernie Uncle, will not, not be a part of the show. Yeah, it's sort of a, a slightly truncated uh, version of these rock operas. I'm going to do Kilroy Was Here. We're doing that in San Antonio. Sure, the Sticks epic. Um, which, I mean, and so, yeah. Uh, and some of these, I'm just, I don't know that well. I'm learning. We're learning them. I'm, I got to get off book. I've got to learn my part. Uh-huh. Got to figure out who's going to say what dark side we're doing in New Orleans, melancholy and the infinite sadness in Birmingham, Sergeant peppers. That'll be fun in Tampa. Mm-hmm. We're doing Berlin, Lou Reed's Berlin and Richmond, uh, lamb lies down over Broadway in Baltimore, American nice. idiot. We're doing in New York at Webster hall. Cool. A return to New York. I saw it on Broadway in New York and then people can see you bringing back that glory to the great yeah, white way. Um, you know, we're still figuring it out. Pros and cons of hitchhiking, uh, Roger Waters record. Uh, we're doing that in Sayreville, New Jersey, your hometown or your home state, I should say. I don't know Sayreville, New Jersey is New not Jersey. my hometown, but it is the hometown of John Bon Jovi and okay. everyone <laughs> in Skid Row except for Sebastian Bach, who is Canadian. Do not blame him on the U.S. He's Canada okay. did that to us. 
Well, uh, maybe bon, maybe uh, John Bon Jovi and his sauce will come. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have some of John Bon Jovi's sauce at yeah. the merch table. In it's there. my gravy. It's my gravy. Uh, I call it gravy. Oof. My dad's, it's my pop's recipe. This is my pop's recipe. Uh, you gravy. We have it every Sunday. We watch a Giants, a Giants game and then have some good pasta with gravy. <laughs> you put it on your meatball sub. Yeah, you put it wherever you want. But I don't know. So so that's the deal. And now I'm just looking up, you know, on, on, on uh, the internet now, you can look up chords to everything. You could go to, uh, you know, you type in, uh, quadrophenia chords Mm -hmm. and you get you get the the basics and so we'll we're going to do our best i mean some stuff i think we're going to have to pull instrumental tracks off the internet and have me sing along to them um Mm -hmm. so you know it's just a lot it's a lot to ask of everybody including the audience i think in a lot of ways well um we're all in this together with these things I guess so. Yeah. You know, one question about this way. tour is, is my guy on the tour? Victor Berger. VB four. Yeah. Vic's, uh, Vic's sitting behind the keys. And okay. he, if you're talking, you know, if you think I'm nervous, if you think I'm overworked and mm-hmm. stressed and, mm-hmm. and anxious, he's got to learn all the keyboard parts and he's not a very good keyboard player. Um, <laughs> So he's buried in charts and cheat sheets now sure. too. Uh, so he's not you very know. good. You're saying? Well, I'm. Not, I, he's no Rick Wakeman. Let's put it that way. Sure. He's no uh, John. He's good. He's he's competent. He mm-hmm. can play. Yeah. But this past, some of the guys. I mean, Ellie, the bass player, Connor, mm-hmm. the guitar player, Josh. They're very seasoned session players. Like you could put put charts in front of them they'll, mm-hmm. they'll do a cold read you yeah. know like i'm not worried about them as much like you could but, just say seinfeld uh, and suddenly boom 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 boom, boom. right yeah uh you say barney miller boom i, I would think yeah i mean while vic sure. is like what do i, mean, I do do the, the the kids in the hall theme song yeah the theme to the Pete Holmes bowling show. Now, you know what that is? What is it? The Breeders? It was Pete Holmes doing cannonball. And then a bowling ball shaped like his head rolls down the thing. Are they on strike? Um, I certainly hope so. We need some good news. <laughs> I think that's the one and done, but for some reason he's got some cleared. loophole and they're still making episodes. He got a waiver. He got a waiver. Yes. Yeah, we're, we we got a waiver to do the back six on this, uh, so that we so it rolls into syndication. They have a 10 episode syndication deal. Uh, yeah, those 10, those uh-huh. lucrative 10 episode syndication deals. <laughs> so it'll be on WGN at four in the morning. But yeah, so Vic is just going to be, I mean, he's just going to probably have sheet music out there, to be honest with you. Okay. Look, uh, however you get the job done, different- you get the job done. 
But it'll be fun to hear him do with a little help from my friends. I think I'm going to give him those kind of parts. And you know what? Maybe we will do Uncle Ernie and just have him do do the Uncle Ernie part. Just let him do the fiddling about, fiddling about, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like He does that and then gets arrested after the show. Tom, if we did this, if let's say let's say we're you come to the show in mm-hmm. Tampa, and and we do forty, let's say we do I do thirty minutes of stand up, <laughs> I do twenty minutes of my music, mm-hmm. yeah. and then launch into the entire melancholy and the infinite sadness. Oh yeah, uh, I would. How love it. soon do you do you stay? How soon do I do what now? How, how how long do you stay, or how soon do you leave? Oh, I'm there until the until they're sweeping the cans off the floor, yelling. Oh, that's nice. I more, more, more. people are going to the hill. I try. I don't to, know. Yeah, I don't know. Some of these are great records. Some of these I don't know that well. I don't know. Kilroy was here. Great album. Like so many rock operas, the it's about the idea of rock and roll being banned, which is maybe <laughs> the dumbest thing I've. Like the dumbest repeating concern. What if they ban rock and roll? Yeah. What if they ban it? Oh no. What are we going to do? I was, I did a little research for this call because I care about your show and I I want to come in with, with stuff. And obviously Tom, we're adults. We know that, that I'm not really doing any of that. Of course. No, this is, I'm not doing these rock operas. It's it's comedy. It's comedic. What you're saying. Right. I mean, and, you know, in this age of literalism, not liberalism, literalism, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a contingent that goes, what, you are? Like, what? Is he, is he, are they, are they kidding? Or no, and someone will, will clarify and say, it's a bit. Legally, that you'll see. It's a bit. Don't say, I went to see Tim in. Sayerville, and he didn't do the lamb lies down on Broadway. You think I've sold like what if? Well, do you think in the in the time that we've been talking with the people listening, mm-hmm. uh, somebody bought a ticket based on that information? Yes, I do. I think it's probably over at one. The Reddit is probably lit up now. Oh, Tim Heidecker's doing a Genesis. He's doing Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. So, Tom, the future where rock music is outlawed by a fascist government mm-hmm. and the MMM, the majority of the majority for musical morality. Yeah. And that's, that's them. That's yeah. what we have to worry about. We need to watch out for that stuff because that's really what the government is coming after. Rock music. <laughs> well, there was a time, you know, with that when Elvis was around. Yeah, they really need, yes, but the uh, newsflash, he's not around anymore. He hasn't been around for 50 years. We can focus on other things the government's trying to take away, and that's why I like Tim Heidecker, because he walks the walk as well as talks the talk, and he's a a political guy. Well, should I break another scoop here? Should I break another scoop and work a, a joke? Out of course, that I have. That I Please mean. give us a scoop. What do we got here? Oh, come uh, now on. You it. know you want to give us a scoop. What did I tell you? I hate giving jokes away because you want the element of surprise. Yes. On the evening, you know. But this occurred to me last night. I think I can work it in. I think it's funny. 
to me. You know, my stand-up character is an asshole. He's a terrible, or an ass, I should say. Uh, not a good guy. Um, and anyways, I would say something like, so me and my pal went to uh, see a group, and uh, we went to a bar next door, and we're having a few drinks, and time goes by. I look at the clock, and I realize, I say to my friend, I go, let's go, band on. Let's, I said, let's go, band, brand, let's go, brand it. Uh, let's go band on brand on let's go brandon mm-hmm. um and then the bartender looks at me and goes yep like gives me that look like yep um so i'm gonna try that i think let's go brandon i think you got a clear path <laughs> on that go. one this let's go brandon thing yeah. is white hot and i can't <laughs> I get enough of it it seems like perfect <laughs> I love when these guys slip it into the discourse and it's just like, let's go, Brandon. I'm like, oh, naughty, naughty. We know what you really say. So that's how you feel, huh? Sneaky. But would you ever, if you were running late to the Foo Fighters or some yeah. band, would you say to your friend, let's go, band on? Band, you know, let's go, just, band it's, on. It's yes. Or if I was going to see Paul McCartney and I was wanted to hear band on the run and I don't want to yell band on the run, I would go, let's go band on just trying to get him to play band on the run. I want to yell. That's a very unwieldy band on the run. Let's go band on the run. Yeah. That's what we, that's all the the real heads call it band on. We call it band on. What's your favorite Paul McCartney band on record? Band on. Uh, Probably band Band on. (laughs) I like band on. I like Ram. Uh, I like V&M. Do you think anyone calls Venus and Mars V&M? V&M, uh, we got uh, <laughs> V&M, we got Macar- Maca 1, Maca 2, Maca 3, Pi, which is Flaming Pie. I love L-Town. L-Town is London Town. We got uh, Egg, which is Back to the Egg, of course. Then there's Tug, Tug of War. What about FIT? What about FIT? Do you like FITD, Flowers in the Dirt? Flowers in the Dirt? My new record, Flowers in the Dirt. Oh, you know, I work with Elvis on it, you know. Yeah. It's a bit like working with John, you know. Is it? <laughs> well, you both wore glasses, you know. Yeah. So. Now, Tim. All right. When's the tour start? When's the tour start? Well... It, 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 technically it starts tomorrow in LA. We're doing what they call a warm up show. We're just okay. getting the band. We had rehearsal today. The band, we didn't need to warm up. I'll be honest with you. We're already hot. This band's hot so and ready to go. Show. Yeah. You bring your microwave popcorn we, to it and just hold it toward the stage. And you're going to have a snack. Yeah. Uh, three songs in. Bring uh, some, uh, some ingredients for s'mores. Bring some ingredients for s'mores. And I've, and some wet wipes because <laughs> s'mores are messy. Um, so people so can timhide.com yeah. slash live, and you know where I'm at. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a great show. We did it last summer. We did it in Europe. Now we're doing all the cities. I hate yeah. to say this, Tom, but the I would say the uh, tertiary markets. Well, yeah. sure. I mean, some are not so tertiary. I'll be honest with you. St. Louis is a huge city. Yes. New Orleans is one of our great cities. Yes, but, N- New Orleans uh, is one of our great cities. There's a few tertiary ones on the thing where they're just like, we had Foghat come through here last year. This is exciting. Yeah. You know what it is now? It's all the tribute acts. 
all yes. the small cities get the tribute act. They, the Bee Gees yeah. and the Abba. Mm-hmm. They get it. Exactly. Uh, Tom, we, do you ever think I'll do? Uh, do you think I'll ever get into that that market of like the casinos and the state fairs and stuff? Yeah, I do. I don't I do. see that ever happen. I think it happens. Like in, that's got to be twenty, thirty years. I think it. I think we're twenty six. No, I think it's six. Vic's gonna I, be in a dunk tank. Vic Berger will be in a dunk tank at the carnival. <laughs> Doug Pound will be uh, yeah. operating some rides, and then you guys. Somebody I saw. Like, somebody gets killed. Like You're out of motto. town that fast. You just leave the rides behind. It was like a 38 special was playing at one of these casinos, like yeah. uh, out in Umash, Umash Casino or something. Mm-hmm. And what's ticket? I mean, it's got to be a that's got to be a twenty. That's got to be a twenty dollar ticket or some kind of comp, right? Like, what are they? Who's who's paying for 38 special? Yeah. I Maybe heard they have a thing. Uh, there was a radio contest where the first the 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 winner got. Uh, two tickets to see 38 special and the person that came in second got four tickets to see 38 special. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. WC field. Uh, the, the, the thing we, we were playing this clip on office hours, this Michael McDonald story that I thought was very sweet, but mm-hmm. this thought was very rude or very demented. But as an aside, this girl is a big fan of Michael McDonald and went to go see him. She went and in the story, they say, they got tickets to see the Doobie Brothers for seven dollars. That was in the CBS story. That's yeah, that would hurt if somebody was just like, "Yeah, I got tickets to see." If somebody's like, "I got Tim Heidecker tickets," they were two dollars. You're just like, "What? No, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. not let you in for two dollars." <laughs> yeah, I got these. I got these tickets with my meal at the casino. Yeah, yeah, they were begging me to go to the thing. It's like, now you're not going to be on that circuit anytime soon. You got your golden years are ahead. You're heading toward the hub of your career right now. I'm going to, I'm going to play at that YouTube ball in, uh, in, uh, Vegas. I can't wait to check out that giant eyeball. Cause Vegas, (laughs) I saw Las Vegas. I was like, this place isn't troubling enough. What we need is a, 30 story high eyeball just glowing well, all the time. Like, what's the coolest thing about this new YouTube thing? Uh, the outside. Yeah. Not, not where you two is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tim, the all tour right, is going to be great. Check out where do people go for tickets Thank again? You. Tim Heidecker.com slash tour. Uh, no, no. That's going to get you a dead link. Oh, You're no dead links. TimHeidecker.com slash live. Be safe on the road. I'll see you in September. I'll see you in September. Tell Vic to pace himself. He goes too hard, yeah, too fast. Check our, check our socials because we're going to be, you'll see Vic falling down a lot. You'll see him tumbling downstairs. It's a bet. Uh, How many times does Vic get COVID is basically the bet that we, that everybody has gone for. (laughs) He gets it four times. Vic's got got the quadruple COVID. It actually loops back and he's Uh, healthier than uh, everyone else somehow. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
All right, buddy. I will see you Thanks soon. You'll be, of course. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. you be safe, my friend. Bye, Tom. Bye, Bye, everybody. That's exciting. We got another segment coming up here. This show is packed with segments. It's packed with segments. Jason Dudiogor, please come in the studio because we are lucky enough to have tonight an episode of Dudio Foodio. That's right. We got the whip and my own friend Che hey, Diaz. This is like, Che Diaz wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. Hey, this is Che Diaz uh, wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. I gotta work, Miranda. You know, uh, Che, you know, uh, every time we talk. Uh, no, My show's no. gone, Miranda. <laughs> Pat, Mike, Jason's in here. He's going to do Dudio Foodio. You guys excited? Wow. They sound, oh, oh, yeah. Good. They're excited, okay. yes. I thought you weren't going to say anything there. <laughs> okay, so I've got three for you tonight, Tom. Okay. I'm going to start with, I'm going to start by eating two things, and I'm going to wash it down with one thing. Would you rather me do the meat one or my, the chip one first? Where's my barf bucket? <laughs> I'd rather you go get my barf bucket well, first. Well, we might need it. Yeah. Do you want me to do the meat one or meat the chip? Meat or chip first. This is what I want to say to you, and I mean okay. this with all from the bottom of my heart. Oh, yeah. Be kind to yourself with this. Segment. Oh, no, I'm very kind. It's not, I'm not going to finish this stuff. I always give it to the monsters over in that room, and they they slurp it all up. It's a trickle-down theory. <laughs> yeah. Which you is- tell me. Let's start with let's start with the chips. Okay. Now everybody, this is Studio Foodio where Jason does these food reviews of weird foods. Yes. What and, do we got here? Uh, we're starting with wrap snacks. Okay. Are these, these are Snoop Dogg's oh. Nacho Nachos. Okay. Um, and they are the flavor cheddar barbecue. Okay. Which already doesn't sound like very pleasing. It sounds like a weird combo. Generally. You don't barbecue cheese. You don't put them together. You may put like a slice of cheese on maybe a barbecue chicken sandwich or something, but I think that's the extent of it. Yeah. So. I was hoping if it was wrap snacks, I was hoping it was going to be uh, Ted- Tedros from. Uh... <laughs> no, everybody loves. Yeah. Well, his name's Abel Tesfe, uh-huh. and he performs as The Weeknd. Yes. His name is not The Weeknd. It is not. That is his music right performing that's his magic that's his magic yeah but his name is abel tesfe and he's also from canada there you go the pride of canada boy canada's really killing pride it. of canada abel tesfe yeah gavin mcginnis <laughs> jo- dr jordan peterson yeah doc is dr drew canadian too it feels like he should let's be. round up and let's say he is canadian yeah. right yeah here we go. Okay, get here the we whiff. go. We're going to start with the whiff. This is my least. That's one of my least favorite words, first of all. The Let's whiff. Let's whiff it up, right? All my foodio foodios out yeah. there. I'm going to give you a, a commentary on what the chat is saying about okay, this. Good. Don't do it. <laughs> whiff's not so good, Tom. Okay. Whiff's not so good. Um, it's, like a, it's a very chemically cheese, chemical cheese. Mm. Texture is really bad. The yeah. chip just breaks up in your mouth like uh-huh. there's a problem in the lab. 
Uh-huh. Um, very little barbecue. Okay. These slobs in there are going to love them, though. I guarantee it. So this is probably one of the best things I'm trying because the sure. meat stick, Tom. The good people at Slim Jim and Sonic Drive Through have did not make this. Only the bad people over at Sonic and finally combined forces. They uh-huh. could have made some. They could have made their own COVID nineteen yeah. vaccine, Tom. And that's Slim Jim. You might want to check. That's Slim Jim and not Sonic the restaurant. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. That's Hedgehog. <laughs> oh meat. God! That's, yeah, well, that's Hedgehog jerky. It's not going to be good. Um, no, something's going to be running fast. Yeah. Well, very soon. I'll tell you that. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Um, maybe don't go to the first stall if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, Slim. No, Jim, I don't know what you mean. Uh, let's by break that. it down then. I'll be in the that's bathroom. Very, Tom. That's very subtle. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, this right, is a monstrosity. It is monster size. Slim Jim Sonic's chili cheese coney meat stick. Somebody's saying, please refrain from snapping into this studio. I, I don't know if I can. Uh, somebody else is saying, uh, oh my God. Oh no. Look think, at this. Oh no. Monster size. <laughs> Smells like dog food. Let's see if it tastes like it. How do you know what dog food tastes like? No, I'm... Well... It's a fair point. Mm, This is just like dog food. I ate a little Alpo as a kid. I'm not going to deny it. Tastes... Good. (laughs) Sure you don't want to wash that down? The chili cheese coney just hit me. Yeah. Coney 2112. Yeah, that's the name of the chemical. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That is rough. Yeah, it's rough. On the too. back end. You it, know why it's rough? Why is that? Because it's dog food. Rough. It is literally dog That's what food. dogs say. Rough. Rough. Um, yeah. My dog would see that and just go like, I'm good. It is. Uh, my dogs were on the street <laughs> and they'd still just be like, man, I'm all right tonight. Eh, okay. Wait, that's, di- that's dinner? No, I'm good. With a chili cheese coney stick? Um, yeah. I'm completely food motivated, but I'm going to hold off on eating that. It doesn't have anything on the front end. On the back end is where the like the Coney Island chili dog hits you, and it's just pure chemicals. Great. God help us. Okay, I'm going to wash it down. With what? With the limited edition Coca-Cola Ultimate. Now, every quarter, Coke comes out with a brand new limited edition soda. They had Move. They had Starlight. Uh, this one's called Ultimate, so it's already like it's a pretty high, uh, high, high level to reach here. Ultimate Coca Cola. Okay. And what makes it ultimate? I have no idea. It's just what the code name that they named this one. Okay. That weirdly tastes like root beer. That weirdly tastes like root Like, you know, you ever had that thing where you're like. Ate, had Drank root beer? Or, <laughs> and it tasted Sam, like root you beer. you ever had that thing where you just drink root beer? Mm-hmm. No, like you're, you're, you're drinking something, like, you know, like you're thinking it's water and then it's Sprite or something and it kind of shocks your taste buds. I've had that happen. It sounds like when you think you're drinking water and it's. Uh, it's uh, vodka, vodka, for example. Yeah, that could work. 
And you know, I do go, I spit it all over. <laughs> I almost shot all this out while you were doing the glug, 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 glug. Okay, it's not bad. This is the best thing out of this entire batch. What? Yeah, shocking, guys. Shocking. That's horrifying. I'm just going to leave these here. No, you're not. You're going to take them. No, no, no. I'll clean up. I'm just going to say, you need to take those with you. Thank you. For the love of Christ. Right? He has risen. He loves Slim Jim. Christ loves Slim Jims. Can someone get the notebook from my desk, please? I forgot to bring my notebook in the studio. That's right. I have a notebook. Oh, if you saw these notes, the notes I take. You know, Borat would say, wah, wah, wee, wah, if he saw the notes I take on the show. There's a notebook on my desk. I'll take a call in the interim. Hello, Besha. Hi, Tom. Oh no! This, this one. Hold on, you this your one notebook, one? your notebook, t- you that Slim Jim touched my notebook. <laughs> That's great. I you, it oh, I saw it touch it. I saw it. It, didn't. it did. What's up, caller? Uh, not much. I feel really bad for your notebook. You're not going to be able to recover that, are you? Yeah, maybe not. What can I do for you? Then, what's your name? First of all. Uh, my name is Jason from Michigan, halfway between Detroit and Ann Arbor. Okay. Or as people got one for or the as, topic. Oh. Or as people from that area say, I'm from Detroit. No, see, I didn't want to do that because. But it's you not know true. that people I round up on that a lot of times. Yeah, I'm from Detroit. Where are you from? Like four hours outside of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. You know they no, do that. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. Oh, of course they do. You know me, Stooges, MC5, Jack White. Where are you from? Indiana. It's next to Michigan. <laughs> Doesn't that count? So what can I do for you, Jason? Uh, Got one for the topic, if you're willing to hear it. I, I'm willing to hear it. What do you got? Well, I got a question for you first. Are you, are you like me at all where no. the walkout becomes, well, there you go. Uh, becomes difficult when you have paid for it, right? It's harder to walk out of a movie, harder to walk out of a concert because you want to get your money's worth. No, if I'm um, truly pushed to the point where I want to walk out of something, I walk out or I start to get mad and think about how I want my life back. I, I walked think, out, Here's a I movie. I, in, yeah. Here's a movie I walked out of. It's called Knocked Up. I walked out of this movie, Knocked Up. I went to see it, and first of all, I'm watching this movie, and I'm just like, are these the only settings we have for humans in this movie? Are are, are stunted children or witches? It's just like that's all it was in the movie. It's eight, 18 dumb guys and this one witch. Yeah. And I said to myself partway through it, if this next scene doesn't make me laugh, 
I'm out of here. Lo and behold, it didn't make me laugh. So lo and behold, I left. I left the movie. I walked out of Knocked Up. Was there like a tipping point for you in your life where... Yeah, it was all of the movie that I watched was the tipping point for me to walk out of that one. Oh, you mean in general? Knocked Up wasn't the first one. Yeah, yeah. Was there a time where you would never have walked out of a movie, never have walked out of a show? Yeah, look, I'm not not quick on the trigger with that stuff. I don't just walk out of anything. I'm out of here. I generally operate on the 10 strikes and you're out rule. I give these things way too much of a chance. <laughs> Some of the things I've sat there where I should have gotten up and left. Mm. I did walk uh, out of a conference. I- okay. No, it's your show. Clearly. No, well, go ahead. I'm just no it is not my show. Go ahead. I apologize. No, no, no. You go. You're the guest. Go ahead, Jason. You're very kind. Uh, it was my mantra. I think as a kid, like if I paid money, I was going to sit through it. My buddy and I went to see, uh some very highbrow humor when we were like 14 went to see king ralph at the local theater yeah and uh did not understand uh, you didn't understand king ralph no we didn't understand why gerard depardieu was on uh on screen for about a half an hour until we realized we were watching green card but i was so so you you my five bucks was my five bucks and we stayed hold on a second i think we got some some cognitive things to explore here with you you couldn't read that the thing on the ticket said green card or that the sign no above the theater door, you know, this is how it works. Jason, they print out a ticket. Usually it'll say the name of the movie on it. That's the movie yeah. you bought a ticket for. And also there'll be a corresponding the number. A there's clock. a corresponding number on that <laughs> ticket, which there's a room with that number on the door. That's the room you walk in. Yeah. And these numbers usually don't go above 18, as, as high as I've ever seen them. Can you count to 18? It says something. It says something. Can about you count to 18? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm in such a bad mood now. Bad. I'm in such a bad mood. Um, my tipping point so was... You said, uh, wait, hold, the wait hold on a second. Right. No, here's what the point. I was, yeah. When you were watching this movie, there's a thing in movies uh-huh. called... Credits, opening credits, where generally it says on the screen, green card. And you're just like, oh, this is King Ralph. Just for whatever reason, it says the name of another movie I know is playing in this theater right now. John Goodman's name did not come up, but Gerard Depardieu's name did come up. King Ralph was going to start at some point. These are all very valid points. Yeah, they are. Things that ran through my brain and we that there anyway well that is 100% 101% on you look so let me put king ralph up on yes. the thing and green card you It'll couldn't tell the difference between yeah. these two movies cuz the one is oh. ralph king it's john goodman is a king he finds out he's like 800th in the airline somehow and he's made king and then green card is Gerard Depardieu kidnaps Andy McDowell and locks right. her in his uh, torture chamber. I think that's what that one's about. The story of two <laughs> people was, who yeah. got married, met, and then fell in love. Yeah, I can't watch this. 
but you did. And you, sir. I did. Can get off my phone. Call up with that. Bring that monkey shines in here. Right, Liz? You can say hi. You can say hi. Pull the mic up. This is our friend Liz, who is a caller to the show. Say hi. Wow. She Liz is from Vancouver. Yeah, I'm from I'm I'm from New West. I'm a suburb of Vancouver. I don't want to be a Detroit person. Okay, no, but you (laughs) and you call and you you went on a you decided to go on an exciting road trip to California, and then you came by and said hi. And you're a fan of the Sloppy Boys. And that's somebody put Che Diaz on the screen. Thank you. That's from this week's And Just Like That. Hey, this is Che Diaz wishing Rory Upton a very happy birthday. It's Che Diaz was doing cameos <laughs> on the show. They were doing cameos. Um, you're a fan of the Sloppy Boys. I am. I love them. And they're in California, right? They are, yeah. Okay. If any sloppy boy is out there and you call in, just call in if you're a sloppy boy. Give Liz the thrill of her life. I'm pretty spoiled right now. I'm kind of having the time of my life right now. (laughs) Well, that is a testament to you need to do more things than if this is the time of your life. My cheeks hurt from smiling. (laughs) And then we're joined by our other friend, Comedy Zone, Albertina Pacino. Pacino. Al Pacino. Famously. Albertina Rizzo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I'm going to take a call. Let's take a call. Because the topic is the things you've walked out of. Oh. Now, let hey. me. S- yeah. Wow. Well, uh, hello. Who's this? How are you? This is Keith from Connecticut. How are you, Keith? I'm all right. Long time, first time. Welcome. To what do I owe the pleasure um, of this call, Keith? I was calling in on the topic. Okay. Um, I hope I'm not like infringing on Colette's here. But the biggest thing I ever walked out of early was a WrestleMania I went to in New Jersey. You walked out of WrestleMania? Yeah. Why? Why? Are you a um, big wrestling fan and you, or you're not a big wrestling we, fan? We, I, I I am a big wrestling fan. Um, we we went to the whole show and the we were more excited about a lot of stuff on on the undercard, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, like CM Punk wrestling earlier in the show, and I think he wrestled the Undertaker that day, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. And the main event was John Cena versus The Rock, who we'd all seen like a million times before. So yeah. we were ready to go and. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 they started their entrances and, and, and we didn't have great seats or anything. So it was, it was kind of easy to leave. And uh, we, we made our way out, you know, of, of it during the main event. But then the funny thing happened is we were on our way to the car. Yeah. And I, I, I would assume, you know, um, the wrestler and actor Terry Funk. Of course I do. Yes. He's in Roadhouse. Yes. He was at the event for some reason. I don't know if he was uh, being inducted in the Hall of Fame that year or something, but he was also on his way, like, 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 like sneaking out of the event early. Yeah. So we ran into Terry Funk in the, in, 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 you know, in the, um, 
the, escalator. The, You're on the, the escalator. On the way to the parking lot, yeah. also sneaking out. Yeah. And what did you say to him? Well, first he wouldn't admit who he was. So we were kind of like, you know, you are Terry Funk, right? And he's like, oh, no, it's not me. That's not me. But then, then he goes, yeah, it's oh, me. Oh, no, it's not <laughs> and, me. And, and it's not me. What is it, Adam Sandler? Hey, guys. Kind of, kind of. Sometimes he sounds a little bit like that. Maybe a little more Texan, though. Oh no, um, I was really hoping that was that was, it was. Sorry, I was mm-hmm. really hoping you'd say you left WrestleMania because you wanted to, you thought you were in green card. Yes, that would have been. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been great if you thought you were going to go see green card, yeah. but it was actually WrestleMania. Now here's Terry Funk, and he's wearing yeah. a shirt where the rare case where he looks worse on the shirt than he does in real life (laughs) he looks good there so he didn't admit that he was terry funk but then he eventually did and what did he say he didn't want to see the final match either uh he he didn't really give us a reason but he just thanked us for being fans of his oh that's cool we we had we we were yeah we were we were pretty excited to see him i mean Mm -hmm. he's been somebody i I went with another pretty big wrestling fan and it was both our first time meeting him Mm -hmm. so that's it was, very it was exciting. Kind of a great event from, from, from you know, bailing on 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 the two biggest stars in the world at the time. Somebody just wrote on the chat that my shirt looks comfortable. I don't know if that hurts my feelings for some weird it's reason. It's a nice shirt. Well, that's a thing to say. It's a linen shirt. Thank you, but it's you didn't say nice. it looks comfortable. No, like, comfortable. Oh, that shirt sure looks means I'm like a, a yeah. yeah no. like comfortable is not what you, is not a compliment. Keith, thank you for the call. Bye bye. I know, right? That's why it threw me. Yeah, it's sophisticated. Oh, thank you. I didn't want to say Italian. It, you look Italian. I look very Italian. Are they? Oh, are they uninitiated? They don't know about the collarless shirts. Like, is that new to them? Wait, like, there's no collar on the shirt. Like, is that fresh? Is well, that I'm bringing it is back? The thing. <laughs> I paid for a collar. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I like this shirt. Speaking of shirts, my. Lady friend, girlfriend, Julia, bought me a nice pink shirt. Why? Because we went to see Barbie. Who told you? Okay, go on. We went to see Barbie last night. I have thoughts. Okay, go on. You have thoughts? Mm -hmm. So we go out. I put my pink shirt on. Mm -hmm. I got no problem. I like pink shirts. Of course. We go to Century City to see Barbie. And everybody's wearing pink. Everybody everywhere is wearing pink. And there was a restaurant in the Century City Mall Plaza that was had a Barbie themed menu. It was name dropped in the movie Century mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. I got this paste okay, out. Okay. I got it paste out, Albertina. Yeah. It's Joseph Campbell storytelling. Yes, of course. I know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. We go to the we have uh, we go to eat at the Barbie themed restaurant, and I get a pink um, smoothie, and we get pink hummus. I don't know what made it pink. I didn't trust it, and food is really good. All these people are wearing pink in the thing, having a good time, and it was so nice to see. I'm gonna say this: it was so nice to see everybody. Having fun with a thing that was not completely 
Like, nobody was telling, like, first of all, if they told everybody to wear pink to go to the thing, it's, like, if everybody told everybody to go bring a whip to see Indiana Jones, people didn't see it. They can suggest things at best. But they didn't even suggest this. People took it on their own accord and started wearing pink. So it was nice to see. It was nice to see everybody looking nice going out wearing pink. So all these people sitting around the restaurant, little kids. Ladies, men's, I'm telling you, we're eating. Suddenly, the door of the restaurant opens. There's a dude. Ripped, eight-pack, wearing a denim vest, blonde hair, acid wash jeans, and Jerry Seinfeld-style puffy sneakers. And he comes in the place. He goes, hi, Barbie. This dude was Ken. I swear a Ken walked in this place, this muscle dude. And everybody first was like, oh, my God, it's Ken. And then I looked a little closer and I was like, this guy is a murderer. Oh, yeah. Like, don't hang out with this Ken. And he sits down at a table un. Uninvited, a table with like six women in their 40s and 50s. He sits down. He's like, hi, Barbies. And I looked at this dude and I was like, that's not Ken. That is Rutger Hauer from um, Blade Runner dressed like Ken. He looked like a (laughs) madman. Hi, Barbies. He was dressed in that look. Literally that look. He walked in, and this dude was as ripped as can be, <laughs> and he terrified me. No intention to see the movie what, whatsoever. He's probably what's, like, "What's wait, what's there's Barbie? a Barbie movie? Yeah, there's a Barbie movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He scared me so much. And so we see that. Then we have extra time. So then we go over to this restaurant to because we get we're still waiting for the movie to start before we got it still got an hour to go so thankfully we went to the world's slowest restaurant a drink took 35 minutes at this place and it's one of those ones where the bartender's like you're just about to go like what's your what and he goes hey i just uh, this is my second day here i just want to so you're like oh okay so, meanwhile i think you take a step back and you're just like it's not your fault my friend, it's the management shouldn't be putting a guy at the second day in the thing. So whatever, neither here nor there. We go into the theater. It's packed wall to wall with Barbie. Everybody, Barbie this, Barbie that. So then I see the movie Barbie, right? In theaters now. And people are like, oh, what did you think of Barbie? I don't know what I thought of it even. It's the best way a Barbie movie could be. Yes. But then you can still ask yourself, should there be a Barbie movie? Yes. And then you're like, probably or probably not. That's the coin flip. But they did make one. And this is like the best way you could make a thing that maybe didn't need to exist. Is that a fair uh, approximation of things? I mean, what needs to exist, really? 
You could make that argument for everything. Well, the best show needs to exist because well, it brings sure, joy yes, of course. And to young people. It brings joy to young people like Liz with two Zs. Liz with two Zs. Of course. Yes. Purple. Lighter. Lighter. Yeah, Purple very good. Lighter. Dang, yeah, good memories. Um, it was joyful. It was joyful. Ken had a place to go that gonna, day. Well, this is all I'm going to say. Yeah. And I'm not joking Yeah. about this. Ryan Gosling will be nominated for an Oscar for this movie. 100%. Because Margot Robbie was amazing, but she's got all the weight of the drama strapped to her back. This Ryan Gosling, he's just free to kill it in every scene he's in. He's going to be nominated for an Oscar. I know people are going to laugh at that. If Melissa McCarthy can get nominated for an Oscar for Bridesmaids, he should definitely get nominated one for this. What did she do in that movie? She wore a cap and yelled at everybody. Famously. Famously. <laughs> this dude's dancing. He's doing musical MGM, numbers. MGM. Old MGM star. Old MGM star. He was doing the song and dance man. I'm just saying. I agree with you. Everything you've said. Oscar nominated. If, you're, if a comedy is going to get nominated... I've never seen a performance that deserves one more than what he did in that movie. He does it all. And I will say this. And he and, looks like William Zabka the entire time. And he looks like Billy Zabka from Karate yeah, Kid. From Karate Kid the entire time. Billy, I guess. Sorry, I called Billy. him William by his given name. Yeah, well, I know him. I call him Billy. Yeah. You mean Billy? Billy mm-hmm. Zabka. Of course. Um. Yeah, I look, I enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed other parts less. Which part? Look, I'll say this. The movie started, and the first time I was like, this movie hates men. We're out of here. And I grabbed <laughs> Julia by the arm. I said, let's go. No, I didn't. <laughs> Where I stood up. We're I'm out of here. You all want to hate men? You hate them. I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm going to see Oppenheimer. You say that about every movie, though. I do. You really, you get up at every movie. You know the last movie movie I did that at? King Ralph. King Ralph. (laughs) I said King Ralph. I said, this movie hates men. No, look. This is the thing. There was a point in the movie where they made fun of, like, Stephen Malcolmus, like, in The Godfather and stuff like that. It was very funny. I'll say this. If you wanted to take the joke all the way home, he should have been making fun of Francis Ha. That's what I was dressed as. I know. You dressed as Francis. I dressed as Mistress America. <laughs> you think nobody, nobody knew who you were? Yeah. I was dressed as Mistress America. I know. We were really reading the room wrong. I dressed as the Meyerowitz Chronicles. <laughs> the actual Chronicles. No, I um, I was. I think they should have just made a joke about a. Uh, they should have made a Wes Anderson joke instead of a, a Coppola joke, and just because that's who your ear gets bent is people going, meh, 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 meh. French Dispatch, meh, meh, meh. Asteroid City, meh, meh, meh. I agree the, with you. What did you think of the the song choice? For the for the uh, oh yeah that was amazing that, that was, was great incredible. yes that was great yeah no look everybody's gonna see it 
just got canceled on. Just got canceled on. It's fine. Oh, I guess this is the show is just optional. I guess it's optional. Closer. Just like Nine Inch Nails said. Get closer to the mic. Um. But you loved it. I loved parts of it. Yes. I didn't like parts of it, but it's fine. It's a movie. I, that's how I feel about most movies. Are you going to see Barbie? Yes. We're still, yeah. We've been on the road for the last couple of days, but I really want to see it. So okay. I, I don't mind if anything's spoiled for me, though. It's the internet. But it's nothing good. Get, look, yeah. this at this say, point, Barbie yeah. doesn't die in it. Okay. That's I'm not ruining <laughs> that. Right? Oh, it was so sad when they lowered the plastic coffin into the the <laughs> final scene. There's a fire. Ken shovels <laughs> at the dirt. end. Yeah. Ken lives. Barbie. I love the guy who showed up as Ken. I'm just going to tell you right now because mm-hmm. wherever there is a group activity, yeah. there will be a guy. Hi, Barbies. <laughs> who hasn't left the house in a while. Yeah. And is like, now's my time. No, this was like Travis Bickle. 100. This was yes. like, this was like cross Travis Bickle <laughs> with, he was like lifting, picture him like, it's like Cape Fear crossed with Travis Bickle. He's lifting weights. He's doing chin ups, going like, Barbie comes out in 75 days. I got to look like more like Ken. Injecting Ozamproplome into his. I want to see him at the what's strikes. What's that stuff called? Yeah. What's that called? Omzemdic. Oh, um, uh, ob- Ozempic. You mean? Ozempic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta get some Ozempic. What so is he, it? Is it like a sandwich? Is that what Ozempic is? Yeah, it's like a mortadel sandwich. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you watch a mortadel, right? Hello, Ujish. That's when he takes phone calls. Um, no, he really was like Cape Fear. This dude was like, he was spooky. And he just walked into that restaurant like he owned the place. Hi, baby. <laughs> and everybody is like, because it's the most amazing moment. Because everybody's like, oh, my God, it's, look at this guy. He went he went further than anybody. And so then, there's a, then you look at the eyes and they're like, woo. <laughs> and you're just like run so at least you're great. just like well i can see since he's shirtless we can see he's not hiding a weapon anywhere he will he will be there till the last showing oh, and yeah. it's gonna be this is gonna he was waiting for this moment oh he was waiting for this moment yeah, yeah. he's gonna start walking in oppenheimer hi oppenheimer <laughs> he'll wear just a hat he'll wear an oppenheimer a, hat he'll still be in a vest same, shirtless same vest yeah. yes he'll just have an oppenheimer hat an oppen mm-hmm. uh and also, let me say this about Oppenheimer. I wanted to see it in 70 millimeter IMAX. It sold out for like two weeks. You have to see it in August. So I got to wait to see Oppenheimer? Yeah. I yeah. see. Anybody listening to the show, the ticket to Oppenheimer 70 millimeter IMAX, hook me up. I'll buy you some milk duds at the gas station and bring them. Right. And these theaters also, I just want to say, they're getting pretty lazy with the snacks. They just have them out. There's just like a rack now. Like usually, I'm so used to you go to the movie theater, you go to the counter. Oh, I'd like peanut M&M's and uh, uh, raisinets. How do people not just take these? But there's just a rack. Yeah, is this a purse buffet? 
It's yeah. just you just it's fill just, your no. purse up. Yeah. Your purse is hungry. You just I can't by. blame anybody yeah. who does that. You it's put crazy. them out there. You're gonna start. You're gonna start cutting back on services. I'm gonna Vander slice this place. I think the next. This is what we should talk about. Actually, what's that? Just, Albertina Rizzo, the uh, award nominated, award winning. You're award winning. No, n- I've never won a single. You've been award nominated in my life. though. I, you wrote. I love I, you for that amazing show. Yeah, rest yes. in peace. Oh, it's so good. Criminal thing. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. Liz really, really good. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. As uh, I said, Seinfeld also. You wrote for Seinfeld. Uh-huh. You wrote uh, yada, yada, yada was one That of was my big, line. That was your line. Yeah. Elaine was based on you. Yes. It's fair to say. Yes. Um. Everybody knows that about yeah. me. I was ba- the character they based on me was FDR, was the late period <laughs> non-starter of a friend for Kramer. Remember that guy? There was a guy, FDR. They're like, oh, Kramer's friend, FDR. It's like, this ain't working. Um. Hey, Barbie. I got to go back there. Because the movie also has like 18 Alice? jokes about Century City. So you're in the place where the, the the last time I experienced that, mall rats, when I saw mall rats in a theater in New Jersey, and then they show the flea market that Kevin's, that the characters go to to get answers, that the flea market was knocked down to build the movie theater we were in. Yes. Wrap your head around that one. People in Jersey were probably very upset about that. About knocking down the US one flea market? Yeah. Yeah, they were. I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at yeah, the Cinerama Dome. You did. And uh-huh. when they showed that dome in that movie, mm-hmm. people could not believie yes. that they were inside mm-hmm. the place, even though they live in the city where the entire it's, movie and was shot. And it's like a major it blew movie their theater. Yeah. They no. could have believed they lived in the city that they shot the movie yeah. that is named after the place they live in. <laughs> Which is funny because Which is so funny. People start to sound like the hillbillies or something where they're just like, This is the movie theater that the movie was in the thing we're there. You know who they started to sound like? King Ralph. <laughs> Thank you. That's they a call that's like a callback. It is. Look. I don't know how comedy works. Call back. What's that mean? Let's take a call. Hello, Besh. Hello, Besh Show. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Who's this? This is Evan from Saskatchewan, Canada. How are you, Evan from Saskatchewan? How far is Saskatchewan from where you live, Liz? Saskatchewan is a few provinces over. Okay, so yeah. that would be like about a 14-hour prov- drive. Yeah, it is fourteen. Hi, Liz from New Westminster. Hi. Uh, I I have a one for the topic, which is on par with what you guys are just chatting about. What's that? Uh, I booked a ticket in a bunch of years ago for the Hateful Eight, seventy millimeter at the Cinerama Dome, mm-hmm. and I managed to get tickets in the center of the Cinerama Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were going to go over Christmas and it was December 24th, um, before the movie comes out. It's Christmas and Eve. Then, Santa Claus is yeah, so Christmas busy Eve. on Christmas Eve. Everybody says, oh, Christmas yeah, so is so busy for him. Christmas is the easiest day of the year for Santa Claus. The worst days for well, Santa, Christmas for Santa Claus, 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 
24th. Bad the lead up. F- he's got a bad five days. The lead up is is the, yeah. are the worst five days. Yeah, he's got a bad. He's five phoning days. it in by the twenty fifth. Well, the twenty fifth, he, he's it's all downhill. Yeah. If you didn't get, if oh, I forgot your thing. Okay, you you were naughty. Well, it's like a restaurant, you know. It's like the orders come in. Yeah. By the twenty fifth, you're it's it's it happened already. You've seen the bear. Yes. you know how it works. I can't. Oh, you mean the show where the people yell at hamburger? They yell at hamburger. Everything they yell at everything. What a great comedy that is. <laughs> We might need to reevaluate what comedy means. I do gather that restaurants are stressful from it. What? You know when I gathered that restaurants were stressful? When I was four and went to a restaurant. (laughs) Hey, guys, you don't know restaurants. It takes a lot to get this food out here. Yeah, when I went to McDonald's and there was somebody flipping out in the parking lot, throwing hamburgers at the side of the building. When I was a child, still one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. The hamburgers slid down. <laughs> I was like, I got fired one day into a stressful. restaurant. What's one that? day in, I got fired one day into being really. Restaurant. What were you doing? I served an antipasto plate. I was hmm. living in Rome. Okay, the motherland. Yeah, as you might call it. Sure. Uh, and but, but uh, I was no, you wouldn't obviously, you yeah. wouldn't. But uh, we like to say that. But uh, sure. so I was living, I was doing a semester abroad. I was living there, and um, I got hired at a restaurant because I said, you know, I'm fluent in Italian and English, so this might work for you. And they put me in charge. I lied about being ever working in a restaurant, and I had an antipasto plate, which is olives and mortadelle and all mm-hmm. these other things. Yeah, I served it to a couple, and olive rolled off the plate. This is mm-hmm. the first dish I served. Yeah. And I um, grabbed the olive and put it in my mouth in front of them. Yeah. And apparently you're not supposed to do that. But it was my first instinct. (laughs) Apparently you're not supposed to do that. And the manager called me over and said, you're off the food. Okay. And he put me in the back of the restaurant Uh by the wine. So I just served the same bottle of wine to everybody because I wasn't allowed to handle the food. Because apparently, like a Labrador, I would eat it. Anything sure. that fell off the plate, well, I would eat. Albertina, I think the world of you. Thank you. But that was wrong. You deserved to get taken <laughs> off the food on that one. And they you, were on a nice you're, date, too. You're like. Oh, oh, oh. It was like Buster <laughs> Keaton yeah. over here. Like, what What was I doing? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Liz, you have worked in food. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I work at the A&W. The it's, A&W, which. It's not great. <laughs> I love A and W in Canada. Oh, it's the food's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like there was like a twenty-four hour A and W that I used to go to in Toronto. Yeah, and it brought out the most colorful characters in all of Toronto. <laughs> it's a it's a hot spot. It's a mecca. Did you have the uh, you have the onion rings? I did. Yeah, a little I, bit of paprika, a little bit of a little bit of onion powder. I didn't know what was on them. I just liked them. And I <laughs> ate them over and over. It was them. perfect to be three in the morning and just like you just finished like work it because we're filming a show. And then you just go there and then you eat and then fall asleep 20 minutes later. How is it open all night? This one was. I'm lucky. Mine's in a food court in a very small mall in a suburb. So it's open like nine to six. Nice. It's a little easier. Nine to six. <laughs> Those are. Bankers really, hours, really for easy mall. hours for food. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Now, caller, caller. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Don. Go ahead. The floor is yours. 
So um, I managed to book these tickets for this special event at the Cinerama Dome, which was the Hateful Eight when it came out over Christmas. And uh, I managed to get great center seats. And we had planned our trip down to L.A. to go to the Cinerama Dome. In the meantime, Quint Tarantino went on Howard Stern and said that Disney had threatened the Arclight and uh, they refused to play the Hateful Eight in the Cinerama Dome because Star Wars, Wars was, was playing. playing. Yeah, and it was a big to-do. So we ended up watching uh, the Hateful Eight in the Arclight, in the pro- not in the Cin- Cinerama Dome, but in the theater. And I saw recent guests friend of the show jake fogelmas there um mm. and where we sat was center and it was amazing but there were seven seats in right in front of my wife and i mm-hmm. that were completely empty at a sold out uh screening on december 24th yeah. 2015 mm-hmm. and those would have been because they had already been going to seattle and austin it would have been the cast it would have been the entire cast probably and so you would have been sitting right by the hateful eight or at least seven of them right between right behind them yeah very disappointing but i did see jake fulgamas so i was Mm -hmm. you know happy about that that's nice did you say hi to him movie uh i i wanted to I wanted to call out to him, but I didn't want to embarrass him. Friend of the show. Yeah, I've got, and uh, I know, I'm friend, friend, friend of New Westminster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friend of yours, of yeah. course. Evan, this is the best story I've ever heard in my life. Thanks for the call. Best show. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Ed from California. From California, you say? Um, I moved to California right around when you did. You might as well say this is Ed from America. California is so huge. (laughs) What's been your favorite part of California, Liz? Uh, I really liked, uh, gosh. San Francisco. I I love San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Yeah. Did you see the sea lines? Did you go see the sea lions? Oh, yeah, not on this trip, but we're coming, we're doubling back. Okay. So, yeah. You got to go to the pier and you see the sea lions. You ever see the sea lions, Albertina? No. They're about by Alcatraz. There's the the penny arcades down by there. Yes, exactly. And there's a place that has a lot of uh, bread bowl uh, uh, chowder. Bread bowls? Yeah. They serve bread bowls? Yeah. Okay. Where it's a, they hollow out the middle, then they pour about a gallon and a half of clam chowder in that thing. You're talking about the cheesecake factory? No, I'm talking about the pier. You go to the pier. Oh, this is not cheesecake. What am I going to get avocado egg rolls while I'm at it? Well, sure. Why not? You ever look at the calories of some of these things at cheesecake factory? Eighteen hundred calories. It's just oh. like, like an appetizer. Eighteen hundred and fifty calories. What are you supposed to do with this? You trying to kill me, cheesecake factory? Then they have like the the like the the lean menu, and yeah, the lean like, menu is fourteen hundred calories. calories. <laughs> it's just like, like yes. So, caller Ed, what can I do for you? I got 
Oh, yeah. I got, you one got, uh, the, you got a lot going the, uh, on there with that uh, hack, right? Sorry. Go ahead. What, what can I, I do got for you? Go ahead. Go ahead. One, I got a walkout of a, um, of a show mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. It was a rock band and it was a festival in southwest virginia roanoke okay who'd you walk out of and i i didn't i didn't want to leave but my parents uh forced me to because the band was so uh horrible that it made my older brother sick so the force of the music made your older brother physically ill. Mm-hmm. Tom, this is where I'm from. I was the only one who was enjoying it. Now, what band could this have been? Huey Lewis and the News. 80... Oh, no, but that was my first concert. <laughs> what, um, what year was this now? I think 85-ish. 85. I'm going to guess. You're going to give me a hint? They were on their way up. Oh, well, that, that's so simple. 85. It was Wang Chung. You think Wang Chung would make a, a kid sick? I don't know what's going on in your family, dude. I'm sorry. I'm just give it me was a rat. Rat. Oh, sorry. Rat made rat. your brother sick. Rat. Rat. Remember when Bob Dylan no was in idea. that parking lot and he's like in Canada. He was in Canada. Bob Dylan the 80s in the parking lot and he's like talking to some young kids. He's like, what kind of music you guys think? And they're just like, uh, like uh, Aussie and stuff. He's like, you guys like rat. You guys like rat? So mm-hmm. anyway, actually, just rat. No, he he was no, like, he's a, yeah, he's an like, actual rat. No, he was talking about the band Rat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen Piercy, Robin Crosby, Bobby Blotzer, uh, Juan <laughs> de Cuco. I named four of the five members. Who did I miss? Bob Dylan would know who Rat is. Of you course. know who Rat? You think Rat? Let's forget about it. That was an accident. <laughs> I was not trying to play. Are, can My, I, are you still in Southwest Virginia? No, I moved to uh, my wife got a job in California. Oh, so oh that's right. Okay. Here. Ah, how did you ever take listen me to- out to the ball game? Take me out with the crowd. Oh. Buy me something. <laughs> did you ever listen to 105.3 The Bear? Did you ever listen to the to the uh, to Jason on the radio? I think I think I did. I've always wondered about this. Mm-hmm. 
I love your voice. Hi, I'm Jason. By the way. We're going to be in here with you for a couple of hours, and at nine o'clock tonight, from nine until midnight, three hours and of some of the deepest classic the rock you've ever heard Jesus on the radio Christ. performing. So definitely check it out. Regular guys, spooktacular Friday, October twenty sixth. Jason, go in with you until six a.m. So if there's anything I can do for you on this Saturday morning, four four seven four one ninety six ninety six. Every day they're going to give away a copy of CSI New York season two on DVD <laughs> with the man, the myth, the legend, Gary Sinise. So Every day. <laughs> There's a real affectation there. <laughs> My God. The man, the myth, the legend, Gary Sinise. Wow. <laughs> you should get your FCC license revoked for that one. <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. Right? That sometimes you can all you say is, wow. Right? Oh, 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 oh. But look, you? we all have you our radio experiences. We all have our radio experiences. Maybe you've heard Praise a young... Thing. High school, Tom Sharpling calling Brian Wilson. WNBC. Yeah, hi, Brian. I'd like to tell you first. That's all you get. 19 <laughs> years old. Hi, Brian. I want to ask you a question. It's talking way up here. Like everything is like out of like my sinuses. Like I'm not talking. Yeah, hi, Brian. I want to ask you. WNBC. Yeah, hi, Brian. I'd like to tell you first of all my three favorite albums. It's Hi, Brad. I want to tell you my first my three favorite Beach Boys albums. The words were here. Yeah. Oh no, it was the all words were absolutely it was all here. up in my head. Yeah. Hi, Brad. I want to tell you my first my favorite three Beach Boys albums. Um, here's me winning a contest. Free Martha Ridge and the Mandela's and dancing in the streets. Big J, he was on overnights on WNBC. Submarine out in Saigon or something. Actually, I'm calling from uh, my delivery truck. I'm in uh, New Haven, Connecticut right now. Okay, fine. Now, what can I do for you? Got an answer for the trivia question. Fine, go ahead. He's not going to get it right. Magical Mystery Tour by the Beatles. No, no it's not. It's That's not. a good guess, though. That's not it. It was recorded in a swimming pool. The vocals were recorded in a swimming pool. This is Bob Carpentier. Okay, this idiot won't from? get it right. I'm calling from West Islip. Okay, go ahead. West Islip. Uh, you don't York. know two no, things not about it. nothing. WNBC. Idiot. Yeah, you got Dale from the Bronx? Yeah, Dale, go ahead. Idiot. Uh, would it be Day in the Life by the Beatles? No, it's no, not. No, in a, a pool, Beatles you moron. Record that Abbey Road. Who's this? Yes, Henry from Queens. Yes. This is to help me round that. No, it's no you're, you're close, warm. though. You're WNBC. getting warmer. Yeah, hi. This kid uh, knows. Heroes and Villains by the Beach Boys? Yes, that's it. That is it. Yes, indeed. All right. Now, how did you get that? How did you get that, man? I know everything about the Beach Boys. That's right. You hear that? You know, you that know kid. Who the swimming pool it was? Brian Wilson. That's, That's right. right. That's it. And I happened to like this song even more than Good Me too. Because I found it more interesting with the harmony. But it went to number 12 on the charts. Very cool record. Excellent. Right. Number 14. Yes, well, number 12 it made it to, not number 14. Oh, so you're wrong. <laughs> you don't know anything about the Beach Boys. Just kidding. I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you. Well, good. Just don't touch too, you know. You too. Be gentle with me, Big J. Fine. All right,
That was me. And, uh, <laughs> the confidence. The confidence. Wow, it is it just sh- like the confidence I of a 19 year old. I Albertina. Wow. I I'm going to keep saying wow, TM. I also, mm-hmm. he records the show about a half hour before it happens, mm-hmm. oh, before it gets broadcast. So he's like all cutting things together. And he was like, make the pig sound. I was like, and he goes, and he literally went, don't be an idiot. Do it again. <laughs> and then cut it together so it just sounded like that. I don't think I would have ever had that kind of confidence at that age to just call in and just really do like the radio voice. Because you it, were almost, you were doing broadcast. almost doing the broadcast. thing, yes. Yeah. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom, Liz, and Albertina. This is Taylor from Asheville. Oh, this is a truck driver, Taylor, the truck. We barely have any time. Liz just made the motion. You want to ask for it? Oh, oh, oh. There we go. Yes. Got the honk. We got the honk. Taylor. Thank you for the honk. What do you got for us, Taylor? Anything we got to wrap up? We got to wrap up. I'm going to get yelled at. Well, you, you, real quick, real quick, you and Tim were talking about 38 Special earlier. Yeah. I wanted to tell you a quick 38 Special story. Real quick. Um, my dad used to run a, used to run a restaurant in Florida, and the lead guitarist of 38 Special, Jeff Carlisi, used to come in all the time. And one time he was in there, my dad said, How's everything going with the band? And Jeff Carlisi says, I don't know, man. I think I might just join Fog Hat. <laughs> That's the greatest story I've ever heard. Taylor, thank you for the call. Bye bye. So, what do we take away from tonight's episode? Barbie, uh, if you're seeing a Century City, uh, watch out for Ken. He's on patrol. Hi, Barbie. I'm telling you, this guy was jacked like nobody's business. How old was he? Was he? He was coming up on 50. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And, but then you looked at those eyes uh-huh. and it was full on Blade Runner, spooky. Uh, don't go back into Ken's, uh, 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 Ken's uh, van. You don't need a ticket to enter the area that he was in. No, he was, he was walking into a restaurant. <laughs> I, I got it. Okay. He I just, just really walked right into the movie. restaurant. Hi, baby. <laughs> Yelling it out. And then he came he went out we're like well i guess that guy's gone he comes back and sits down with these with the ladies yeah with these ladies yeah who, he was not a part of their party though then the one of the servers said to me you're a better ken than that guy and you know what i said to him you're the best ken of all i said you get the gold i take the silver that guy gets bronze and he gave he gave me a fist bump and then i left without paying no i paid <laughs> <laughs> I just love that this guy just ruined, sat down with yeah. these women. Oh yeah, just invited himself. He's like they were just trying to have a nice Barbie, I'm Ken. Yeah. If we've learned anything about tonight, it's this: Sarsaparilla, the singing gorilla, will be there performing. So definitely check it out. Regular guys. So, <laughs> um, everybody, thanks for listening. We will be back next week. The Best Show Patreon is patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. We have everything. Ad-free episodes, bonus content going up. There's a new Four Horsemen going up this Sunday. Thank you to my friend Albertina for coming by and saying hi. Hi. See her on the picket line. Hi, Barbie. What's on your sign? What's on your sign? No justice, no LaCroix. Uh, it's something Mini about road. Mendocino Farms. I have like a really good joke about Mendocino Farms. You wouldn't like me yeah. in a mini room. Yeah.
my sign? Blank. It's blank. Go get my sign. Someone go get my sign in my office. It's blank. Mine is too, actually. It is? Yes. Okay, good. Don't go get my sign. I got nothing to brag about now. <laughs> Liz, your exciting adventure is happening. I, it was so exciting to meet you face to face, and I hope you have a great time on your you and your friend are driving all around California and get home safe. Thank you so much. I'm so lucky. Of course. And uh, no sloppy boys called in. I apologize. I, Wait, I don't need that? them today. What? No, I'm <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm going to play On the Way Out, as I am want to do. Play them twice already tonight. Play them one more time. And play the poo sticks. <laughs> The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.